Perfect. Okay. I would stream mine, but it looks like I have a filter on mine. Alright. Oh yeah, I have to remove my post-it. Awesome. You guys are all... Look at all you beautiful people. Awesome. Look at all you beautiful people. Candace, are you trying to say something? I see you're green. But... Oh, look. Look at Look at, look at all beautiful people. Yeah, I had my mic muted, so right, I cool. didn't interrupt anyone. Cool, cool. All right. I think now is a good time to start. Let me pull up the Reddit. <laughs> Feast your eyes on my horrendous camera. That's right, you have a potato. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty that, bad. Don't want to even look at it. That's horrible. Don't look at that. that <laughs> that's giving me some horrible vision. You really can't see my face, though. It's funny. Alright, we're going to go ahead and get started. So, I just want you guys to know, this is our third-ish meeting. And the intent is to find people who are willing to attend, obviously, and grow the community one at a time. Um, this is our first uh, actual, actually this is our second spiritual seminar where we can share topics that usually involves stuff that people know about and want to share. Um, I do apologize for volunteering some people to share topics, but I do want to empower you guys to spread your knowledge because there's a lot of new people, and there's a lot of people that have been around the spiritual community for a while. And you need to, it's important to nurture, grow, and help others on their path. That is what I believe is important. Because if we all grow together, we can all eventually bring about change in the world that will pretty much revolutionize everything that we hold dear to heart. Um, so for this meeting, uh, we will have one, two, three, four, five, six, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, oh twenty-three 20, 20, 20, people. Yeah, we'll have, done. we'll have about like six 20. presenters. Uh, yeah. 22 now. Yeah, so. I, I feel like oh, we could extend I see. if we wanted to. Yeah, I see Guan, you just showed up. Okay, so I'm gonna go over the, the yeah, topics. I'm going to go over the topics for today. Um, the topics for today, presented by previously known as Golden Phallus, now as Miss Goldmember. She, she'll be talking about natural... No, she'll forever be Golden Yeah, I know, I know. I prefer Golden Phallus too. But she'll be talking about natural law, as described as by reality and hermetic influence. The next topic will be presented by me about the Akashic Records. Uh, it's originally submitted Whoa. by... Raymond Moss, but he is does, he's pretty shy, or he just didn't want to present it. So he just gave me his stuff, and I was going to present it for him. The next topic will be presented by Storyteller. His topic will be a pretty broad one, but his will mostly just going to be about ancient history, is the best way he explained it. Um, next one, after that, will be Vince. He's going to be talking about an outsider's guide to understanding the mind, body, and soul. And then we'll have Dante following up that one with 
evolution of consciousness based on the law of one. And the last one, I believe, would be a group of three people um, called the Spirit Collective. And then they're going to be talking about manifestation and synchronicities. So this meeting will probably take about, it definitely sounds like a three-hour meeting. Um, but you guys are free to, free to stay or leave, whatever you guys do. I'm going to record all this stuff so I can po post it later for you guys to watch. I raise my hand um, and ask a question. Yeah, go ahead. Can I respectfully uh, request to be not the first person? Oh, yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah. So who wants to go first? If it's before and is slightly more prepared, um, it might be a better start. Uh, I'll just I'll start off easily with the Akashic Records. Um, it's, it's a very simple but hard topic to explain. Um, and then whoever wants to go next, you just okay, I'll... go. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, it just kind of came about just whoever got to me first, and I just put it in that order. Oh, no worries. You, you, how are you to know that I'd be so unprepared? No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I, it's, this is, this is a good, good thing for us to meet at least once a month, so we can at least grow each other and get to know each other a little bit. Um, actually, oh I'll yeah, no, I'm, I'm using a mic. This is my first time, so yeah, I'm yeah. gonna screens and stuff. So yeah, I definitely don't want to be the first. <laughs> I'm actually just going to talk about myself for a bit because there's a lot of new people here. Um, that don't know how. So, um, yeah, what's up? Hey, I was going to say the Spirit Collective is prepared to go after yourself if you would like to. We even got a script written up. Oh, that makes it so much easier. I'll put you guys in the front. That way. Oh, well, you yeah. can. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, after, right, right after me. Yeah, right after me, then <laughs> I'll just do that. That's great. That makes life I easier. have a question. Yeah. Since when did we have a Spirit Collective? Since um, I, I Panda Warrior messaged me. And I was like, oh, okay, they, they have a group of people that kind of joined us, and now they are part of us, and now we're all together in one. Oh, no. Yeah, as much as they are part of us, we are part of them, too. Yeah. Like, like you know, we are part of them just as much as we, they are part I of know. us. I know. It's very cool. So I was not expecting this. Yeah, like, this is all as coming together. As everyone's wearing protection, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right. Everything within us is, we, we are a group of people who came together through really unique synchronicities and have continued to click and continue to want to do whatever we can for the greatest good of all. And so exactly. we are finding ourselves that way and, and cohesively coming together as a small trinity, adding that trinity to larger collectives as people just vibrate and resonate and grow from there. And also what we need to remember too is that like what happens here is only like a shadow of what's happening like in quotation marks in the real world. So like what we see here, you know, there's way more stuff going on in the astral realms, like all the collaboration, our souls, like, you know, working together. So, you know, what we see here is completely real and we are capable of like making amazing things happen here. But this is only the tip of the iceberg. There's like so much more happening in the background that's completely hidden from us for the time being, like all of us. Just because if we were aware of that, we wouldn't even like understand what's happening correctly, you know? It would have been easier if he just said Victor just used his weird Professor X shit and got more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Guan Yu has a joke. Uh, he calls you Professor X, and <laughs> I, it's never going to leave me. No, that's stuck with you until he gets bored of it, which will maybe two to three years. Yeah. I mean, you keep bringing all these weird people. 
I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, it doesn't help when you enable him like that. <laughs> he's only able to extend himself, so he's only able to bring the weirdness in people that he's like weird himself. So I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna introduce myself, so you guys, a lot of you guys, don't know who and how this started. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Victor. Um, I like to start off by thanking everyone for joining. I appreciate you taking your time to join this community. Um, I had a dream and a vision, and I could have never imagine this to grow so fast. Um, this proves that there's something bigger than all of us behind the Order of the Hidden. And to all of you guys, I'd like to officially welcome you guys to the Order of the Hidden. Our message as a community will continue to grow and evolve as each one of you bring your piece of the spiritual puzzle and your unique personalities and diversity. I believe each one of you has a role to play and a purpose, and we will find that purpose when the time is right. This initially was started by myself and Elder Nomad, but Elder Nomad is away. He's been meditating in isolation for about three months now. And the person that helped me started this off was Master Stone with a Reddit post that I made. And he pretty much was like, let's do this and create this community. I believe in you. And I was like, okay, cool. So let me briefly talk about what actually started this. I had a vision with a celestial in my dream. And it was really bright. I couldn't remember. I couldn't define what the figure was. I just call it an it. But I do remember the, the being was very beautiful. And the being pretty much told me to create a community of awakened people. And then that's where we started from there. There's more details to it. I've recorded it, put it on a Spotify. And Guan Yu has broken it down as well. And there's a lot of stuff. If you guys have questions, you may have to watch our previous meetings and our previous YouTube videos. But for the brevity of time, I would like to end my introduction and move on to the Akashic Records. So let me go ahead and pull that up and screen share that. So now we're going to move on to the topic of the Akasha Records that Raymond Moss has given me all his information about. Forgive all his typos. He just uh, types stuff really fast. I think that you could maybe touch on like the purpose of the Order of the Hidden a little bit more because you've touched only like on the surface of it. Oh yeah, just to be, but like kind of like, what do you see this becoming? Hey, hey, this is about the seminar right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably put the purpose will probably be after if we have free time. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, because we have a lot of stuff to get through. See, open up screen share. There's Akashic Records. Word. Alright, you guys can join my screen. Just click on Elder Victor. This is pretty much his note for his Akashic Records. But for you guys who don't know, 
let me put my voice on push off push to talk now so I can t talk freely. Alright, so for you guys don't know that Kasha records are records that you only can access through your higher self. And it's a library in the spirit realm, pretty much. Um, anyone can access it. There's just different ways to access the archives. For what I've seen, people have been able to access it and obtain great knowledge. Um, I want to talk about the main steps of how to access it. Uh, it's the, Some ways is through guided meditation, and you simply just ask for access to the Kasha records. It may not work for the first time. Another way is by using your third eye through a non-guided meditation. Another way is through your dreams, which is hard to control. And let's see what else. Yeah, basically, he's got a lot of information on the Akashic Records, but based on my research on the Akashic Records, it's just a giant library of knowledge, ancient, ancient knowledge that you have to access, not through this physical realm, but you only can access it through the spiritual realm or through access it through another dimension, through your higher beings, through another version of it. That's the best way I can define it. Um, I want to open it up to you guys because I feel like you guys may have questions about the Kasha Records more than I do because it's... definition of it... I have not met anyone, only met like one or two people that have been able to actually access the Akasha Records and they've had some pretty pretty interesting experiences and they've learned a lot from it there's lots of events in time or like what do you say people in history that had ideas but the ideas they've acquired it from the akashic records like inventors and musicians so i'm gonna open it up for questions right now for about the Akashic records so basically can you give like an example of something that is brought back from the Akashic Records? I don't know an exact example, but I did... Someone did tell me about Thomas Edison was a person that was able to access some of that. And sometimes you'll hear... Like, you know how... The best way I can explain it is through music. Um, sometimes you'll hear the same song in your head, but then you, you don't realize it. That that same song was already previously created or shared in the Akashic Records. But mainly, since the Akashic Records is mainly a knowledge source, a lot of it has been a lot of the greatest inventions. Well, what I pretty much found in my research. So... Uh, I have a question. Go ahead. So, I've heard about the Akashic Records before, but it seems to be... This conflicting ideal is the Akashic Records a uh, a spiritual library that's created by beings, or is it simply the recorded knowledge of all of existence? So, from what? Say the latter. Yeah. You can say it again. Uh, 
uh, my take is that it's a ladder, like it's essentially everything that your soul has ever experienced and ever will, you know, stored up there. But it's not like, you know, like when we say it, it's like, you know, like a record or a library, that's only a symbol for a greater thing. Like, you know, it's, it can definitely be like an actual library for a lot of people, depending on how they access it. But the way how I see it, we are like constantly like accessing it with our subconscious without even really realizing it. And we like taking bits and pieces that are like the most you know like beneficial thing for us to realize and then when someone actually has like you know mastery over their subconscious or you know like you know astral projection they are able to take things back from there that i don't know like they actually have free will about like they are able to kind of like pick and choose parts of it but only like what's kind of like being shown to them by their like higher self you know who is essentially you know god so that's my, my take is it's like everything that has ever happened to your soul and ever will and you just kind of like constantly connected to it, but it's like hidden from us because if we knew everything about ourselves, like I don't know, we just wouldn't function. <laughs> like you know, there it's 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 like you know, what's behind the veil. Yeah, that's just my take. I mean, that's so yeah, that sounds very very similar to like the law of one or the collective consciousness. But from what I saw, I forgot the the person's name, but she pretty much wrote an extensive book and talked about it on a live stream with another person, saying that. When she went and accessed the Akasha Records, it was pretty much managed by a bunch of light beings that pretty much were the, pretty much the librarians, and she would have to access it by asking librarians to enter. Wait, what? She's, totally. She was describing it as a library where there's light beings that manage the Akasha Records, and you just have to access it and check in, and then you just check out the book of knowledge that you want to look at and then go back to Earth. Why is it so difficult to get to the Akashic Records? And is it guarded by these light beings? Yes, that's what she described in her live stream and her video. But for her, it was... I think she was able to access it on her third attempt? I don't know, but she did it through guided meditation. But what, what she said is she simply just asked, and it revealed herself, and she was able to access it. And then when she went back, came back to... Her body, that that's pretty much where she obtained some of her, I guess, I forgot her name, but she wrote some books about it. That sounds very similar to um, an experience I had just recently after yep. projecting um, to a uh, new place I like to call the light plane. That, that sounds very similar. I just want to say yep. that sounds very similar to something. Yeah. I still, I do feel like it's a different plane of existence um, that, that's not connected to the collective consciousness of the world. But yeah. That's a little bit about the Akashic Records. Um, there's, I have not been able to, personally, I have not been able to access it. I wish Raymond Moss was able to speak on this, but he wanted to just allow me to do it for him. I have a question, actually. Mm -hmm. If you can hear me. I can hear you fine. Okay, great. I'm sorry. This is Amelia. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm I'm not great with tech, so <laughs> um, would I don't know if I'm I'm sure some of you are probably familiar with um the uh, um, Emerald tablets. Yeah. Uh, would that be an example of um or there's um. Also, there's someone, and I don't know too much about him, but um, someone by the name of Drun Velo Malkisedek, mm -hmm. who um, claims to have also been 
given, or actually, well, I can't remember the story and I don't want to mess it up, so I'm not going to um, say anything more about him, but uh, I was, it sounded like that might have been a similar sort of situation. And I was just wondering if that would have been, if that's along the lines of, um, that fits under the, what you're talking about as far as the Akashic Records, because I don't know much about that at all. I know I've heard the term, but yeah. It no, could no. be possible because, essentially, it the, the Akashic Records is a place of knowledge, and if they wanted to access it and they got that place of knowledge from there and brought it to our physical realm, then yes, that that that's where they probably would have obtained it. Uh, but I'm sure there's other sources of knowledge other than just the Akashic Records. Right, right. Okay. I've been, that makes I've sense. Oh, wait. My I think it's, yeah, turn yourself up a little bit. Um, it is Godfish, but. I need more photo to turn up, okay? No, I personally. Just have to say more before you can go first. Yes. I personally went to the Akashic Records. Okay, so my my take on this is that, oh, you know, when we. Shut up, Godfish! Shut up, Godfish! a word in edgewise. Shut up, Godfish! No, oh, Mofo, seriously, you gotta turn yourself know. up, bro. We can barely hear you. Bro, uh, wait. You go first, and I will find stuff. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, goddammit. No. It's not going to he fixes his mic. <laughs> yeah, he's fixing yeah. his mic. Go ahead, Goldfish. So my take is that, you know, when we're in the astral realms, it's a completely personal reality. It's, you know, completely created by our, you know, God, divine self, like our imagination. Like it's completely real, but it's, you know, completely customized to us by our mind. So when we, you know, access these records, everyone access them, accesses them like in their own personal way. There's like, you know, no one way of doing it clearly. No, no I know no one's saying that at all, but you know, what works for someone to like access them may be completely different for someone. And it's kind of like, Kind of comes down with like you know working with your abilities and like knowing yourself and like having these kinds of tricks that you get good at like you know when it comes to like you know supernatural things so i think you know it's also very good to keep in mind that this is not just like this rigid concept like it's yeah. complete it can be very similar to a lot of people but it can be completely different for someone else and they are still accessing like the same like records and when you are accessing them I feel like you are given like a personal spin on them in a yeah. way, like, you know, in a way that like appeals to you because it's not in words, right? Like yeah. these records are not just like books and stuff. These are like, you know, like feelings, light, emotions, you know, truth. It's, it's just like presented in any kind of way that your soul can understand. And what we bring down here to this, you know, dimension and reality is only like a shadow of what we actually access there because we can't bring that kind of light knowledge down here without forgetting it. You know? right. Mofo, um, definitely not a full download yeah. um, kind of experience. Um, I, I don't think anybody's able to get all that knowledge in one one go. Nope. And, uh, no, personally, can you hear me now better? Yeah, it's a little better. Okay, okay. So I've I've personally been to the Akashic Records before. Uh, oh. During one uh, during my trips, basically, um, like what I got what I got presented is that my I was astral projecting out of my body within my meditation experience. Uh, my intention was to go to the Akashic Records, and I gave full permission 
uh, to the deities. I was asking full permission to the deities there to only look into my specific book. Because if the, um, you say that it's not connected to the collective consciousness. Well, I do believe it is actually connected because every single soul is has their story written in a book there, uh, which is accessible for any being searching for their own personal truth. Um, so what happened to me, I was just sitting at the table and I could see this light entity uh, coming towards me and handing my, uh, me my own personal book. Uh, I opened the book, I saw in, in the book my name, uh, and when uh, when the pages um, went to the other page, it showed some own uh, personal history of myself um, in the trip about my own soul's experience. Because uh, my soul, my I'm a very old soul, so a lot of information came free uh, for me to use in this own reality by having that uh, personal experience. Um, and with that, with that experience, uh, um, when I turned the book, I I just went into a vision of what my previous life used to be, uh, in very great detail. It's hard to explain uh, over voice because those things you feel, you see, and you integrate within yourself and after you have that information uh, from the Akashic Records you can integrate it into your own personal life uh, know, knowing what you you are you know you are your own soul's existence and a manifestation of yourself so everything that you find out about yourself is always usable in places uh, in your life for example and I I um, when I received a lot of this information, um, uh, further down the line in the next couple of days, I've been getting more like information uh, sent to me, like intuitive, about what is truly me in the Akashic Records. That I, I read in there, I've seen it, and then my angels and my guides confirm it once again what it truly is. And know, knowing what you then know, you can apply that to your life in very big uh, circumstances on on uh, going to different routes in your life about what you truly know about true reality and your true self basically so that's that's my personal take on the Akashic Records I've been there a couple times personally uh, to look to uh, keep going deeper in my book and it's a very big place of, of learning and everything in the entire universe is basically connected to the Akashic Records mm -hmm. That's my personal take on Perfect. what I believe is true. Well, that makes it easier because the person that did that didn't show up showed up anyways. Thank you, Mofo. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on to the next topic. So that was perfect. Hopefully, you guys got to take a huge part of that his experience. Um, next topic will be the Spirit Collective, and they will be talking about manifestation and synchronicities. Wait. I've got to know what they mean by spirit collective. Well, I, I, I will, I will allow, allow them to just tell you. So whenever you guys are ready, you guys have the floor now. All right. Uh, so I'll start. Uh, can you guys hear me fine? Yep. All right. So hello, white workers. My name is Aliana. I am a 19-year-old Cancer Leo cusp. And today my partner, Crystal, and I will share our experiences with manifestation and synchronicities. So um, to organize my experiences, I will be using the new moon since April, because looking back for the last five months, um, the moons have determined the phases and developments of my spiritual awakening. 
All right, so we're going to start with uh, the April Taurus new moon. The sun was also in Taurus, so a lot of Earth energies. Um, and what happened is that I had my first awakening. My awakening was from shrooms, and I basically found my mother in nature after my mother had abandoned my family. Um, I realized the divinity within myself and how everything is connected. I also realized I didn't need to abuse psychedelics anymore um, because like, I wanted to be in a dreamlike reality. But now my stars had aligned and my hopes and dreams had become a reality. All right, so we fast forward to the May Gemini new moon. So Gemini is Cartesian energy of like facts and logic and communication. And what had manifested from that moon is, was my learning of astrology and numerology. With numerology, I saw um, lots of repeating numbers. And I had many times where I'd actually like take a picture of something containing a number and the digits of the timestamp would add up to the number in the picture. So that's pretty cool. Um, I shared these pictures with people closest to me and they just downplayed them to be a mere coincidences, of course. Um, and, but I was certain there was something bigger than that going on, but I didn't get any validation from anyone else. So what I did was uh, manifest guidance. So with that, I have like a picture to show you guys um, right here. Hopefully it shows up fine um let's see all right um it's right here so basically this <laughs> we is... will make it work damn it that's yeah. perfect so this that works is, um... that works conveniently there was like a place oh, yeah. like, um two yeah. lines on yeah. beach just like that I don't know. It was pretty cool. And then I sat in the middle of it instinctually, of course, because that just is too cool to pass up. <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> and um, what I did was meditate towards the sun and the moon and for like guidance and stuff. So what happened was the next day I received that guidance by encountering a man on Reddit who reached out to me sharing his sim similar experiences. And when we talked on the phone, he told me he, see he sees the same divine energy within uh, me as the one he encountered on his awakening trip. Um, so what I call that is like my summoning of this guy. Um, his name is Josh. My summoning of Josh helped me think I'm not crazy and like my experiences are like real. And um, so my immediate, my immediate instinct after meeting him was that there was a third of us because I was really into threes and stuff at this time. Um, and so we were waiting until they showed up. We were trying to find them our third pillar, basically, the feminine pillar of the tree of life, Kabbalah, if you guys are um, familiar with that. Um, I think of myself as a middle pillar. And during this time frame, I was receiving lots of downloads of signs of abundance through the numbers I'd resonate with. Um, and that, in turn, made me think that I was able to predict the lottery numbers um, and, like, win the lottery. So, As you would, as you would. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, all have been there. <laughs> we had that phase. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so during this time, I was diagnosed with bipolar and was in a manic state. And what also fueled that manic state was the Mayan calendar and of the world that was said to be on the day that I believed I would win the lottery and uh, show the world the power of divine energy and then the world as we know it would end. So all these, like, coincidences, of course, would make me think I'm, like, God or something um, and, like, can do that. So uh, up next, we have the day of the lottery winning. Um, we have the June Cancer New Moon Eclipse and Summer Solstice Weekend, big weekend in astrology. Um, I was anxiously waiting for this day. And what came for the, from this day 
uh, was the end of my manic episode because I lost the lottery. So I thought everything was just fake. Um, and then I had a dark night of the soul, deep depression for about a month. Um, however, what comes from that, looking back, is... Hold on. Bofo what happened... Bofo, can you mute your, uh, your, yourself? You're echoing. I'm echoing? No, Bofo is echoing your, your, your voice. Oh, okay. There you go, perfect. Um, hold on. You were winning the spiritual lottery, darling. Yes, I was winning the spiritual lottery, and what happened was I, manifest, I manifested in front of a compass. Um, the compass was facing one direction. I have a picture. Let me pull that up real quick. Um, and while you were right meditating. Here. And while I was meditating, what happened was we, we started with the compass facing one direction. Hopefully you guys see that, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then we have the next picture at the end of my meditation, which shows the compass in a different direction. So I didn't move this compass. This was just some, some spiritual weird stuff happening. Um, and I showed this picture to my brother and he was like, oh, I wonder how compasses move like that without touching it. I'm like, they don't. That's just, they don't. <laughs> um, and what I got from that was basically, um, I took a picture of it at 11.11, by the way, for like 11.11, like angels being here. Mm. Um, I sh uh, not many people have pictures like this, so it's kind of like I won the lottery in that aspect as well. And another way I won that is that I took the coordinates of the, the compass numbers, I guess, and then uh, they equaled seven, which is God's number. So that synchronicity was like, okay, I'm experiencing some kind of divine energy here. So uh, that was really cool. And just remember that because it'll like come come back in um, in my presentation later. Um, okay, so now we have the July Cancer new moon, and with this new moon, I was able to summon Crystal, my partner here today, and the Archangel of Communication Harahel at the same time through occult magic that um, Josh and I performed. Uh, after the ritual, I had enough confidence to sh share my own numerology code on Reddit, and then Crystal commented that she saw many repeating nines, which is a sign of um, new beginnings and big change. So I reached out to her, and during our conversation, she shared a post of the Arcturian Council, Council saying that today the Archangel Harahel has been sent down. So I, of course, like, that's too big to be, like, a coincidence. It's just like, okay. Um, I summoned something, <laughs> not even meaning to. But um, it was very hard for me to think of it. It was a coincidence. While Crystal, Josh, and I worked together, we, practi we re practiced releasing uh, gratefulness on the new moon and manifested showing ourselves to the world to spread our love and light with the help of the Lionsgate portal. Um, also, a very cool synchronicity that happened during this time was my intuition told me to draw a Star of David um, inside a square. The time that I drew it at was 6.20 a.m. and my battery percentage was at 7.00. I'm going to show you guys a picture of what that looks like. So, um, let me pull that up right here. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to move the screen closer to you, actually. This is actually a way better idea. So we have the, hopefully you guys can see, it's the 6, the 20, and then the 7. Um, what I manifested, what I can like get from that, from the numbers, is that uh, these numbers mean um, discipline brings you closer to God. And guess what? Um, 
620, uh, June 20 is the day that I had that encounter with God. So it's like another big coincidence where like, of course, at the time that I make this symbol, um, it just re reminds me of that time that I had that experience with uh, that divine energy. So uh, now is the August new moon a couple of days ago. Um, the energy surrounding this moon are of taking action, becoming your truest self. Um, so the manifestation of getting ourselves out there translated to us being a part of the Order of the Hidden and Order of the Hidden seminar and sharing our experiences with oh, build, and trying to build the order. So it's like, that's what we got from that. Um, also, also, just uh, another thing, since our partner... Josh and his divine masculine energy wasn't in the wasn't in line with Crystal and I at the in the end. He didn't join us for this new moon's ritual. So what ended up happening is uh, because Crystal and I were able to like heal enough of the masculine energies, we conjured up a new masculine to help us in place of Josh for now. So manifested <laughs> as well. Um, Josh, Josh, and uh, he named Eric the new guy. Um, are both Cancer sons and can both see the divinity within our, ourselves, Crystal and I. So it's interesting how the universe just shuffled us when needed. Um, so we have our Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Trio, all in astrological order, me being in the middle, the middle pillar, Leo. Um, and all this happened to me because of my gift of just synchronizing my intuitions and intentions with the numbers. So, yeah. All right. Um, I believe I told enough information I can in a lot of time. So we will now be moving on to Crystal. Hello, everyone. Thank you for your patience. Thank you to Eliana for a beautiful presentation. It's been a delight working with her. I, I love the fact that my speech class in college can come through to now and be like, I can teach somebody something. Woohoo! For free. It's like the whole college institution doesn't have to happen anymore because we can educate each other. You see, no. she's still treated, bro. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Don't worry. You guys will make money soon from this. Don't worry. Oh, no, that's what we're... I, honeys, that's where my attraction thing. I'm the manifesting maven of attraction. My life numbers are 22. Manifesting everyone to speak from their highest empowerment is my dream come true. And I get to be in this little box with these telepathic signals that no one can touch. With all these individuals who are human beings and more because we are willing to be curious about what it means to be alive. That is the spirit collective, the collective of humanity who comes together to speak about the ideas around spirit. Just like there's a, you know, fandom for Marvel Universe, there are fandoms for spirit. They just are called religions and they have rules and muddy regulations and end up being very, very clumsy, cluttered and corrupted. My ideal is just to simplify. Let's get to that common spirit breath energy, electromagnetic field, psychology, quantum physics, all of those lovely words coming together, finding the multi-language that we can all find together, those common points to build these bonding bridges over trauma trenches. And I completely, I know I went off topic in my script, but you know, there was a question we had to answer and I want to answer it first. So a little bit about myself. I happen to be an individual that probably is best defined as a channeler, but more like I am autistic and ADHD, and I have learned to use my satellites, my frequencies, and my CB radios to really talk to as many people as I can at once. That's been my personal passion. About 18 months ago, I started on my spiritual awakening. I had a quantum healing experience with the Akashic Records, which was fun for me because I have aphectasia, so I have no mind's eye. 
So to me, imagination is reality. If I want something to happen in reality, it happens. And I just accepted that. So I lived a very small life, a very a careful, I, small life. I am so sorry to interrupt. But first of all, I'm loving your, I'm loving your fucking energy. I'm loving it. <laughs> Thank you. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, uh, go, go, go back there. Go back there. What did you just say you have again? No mind's eye? Oh, no mind's eye. Aphectasia, I believe it's called. Uh, it's A-P-H-A-N-T-Asia. There's a whole subreddit on it. It's when you can't actually visualize anything with your eyes closed. Some people have no sense of, of taste or smell. There are people, many people, my, my partner who happens to be 80 and autistic, divine and distorted mirror on the other side, he has such a hyper imagination that reality can almost be like an augmented reality. You know, if you see Lady Gaga's videos and they projected this reality on her of all these different movements, people with hyper like imaginations do that. You add trauma to that, and holy cow, I could be standing here, and all of a sudden they see someone completely different. Doesn't matter what I say, what I do, their reality is whatever those projections are happening. Because I don't have that, I feel very dry to them. I don't make sense to them, because I'm like, what's your deal? Why are you so wrapped up in these fears that I see, you know, it's a stone, it ain't gonna bite you, but they're like, it's a tiger, it's gonna get me. You channeled the tiger god, it's coming for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Manifest reality, friend. I'm on my way now. I got a comment so from the YouTube. A... I got a comment from YouTube. Someone posted on, on YouTube that they are also a life path number of 22. Yeah. I, well, I, I find the fact that you have, uh, that you claim you have, that, that is a very, very interesting condition to me. How the hell do you continue in spirituality? <laughs> the, oh. that, also from YouTube, the person awesome. said that they really like you. <laughs> I like you too. I, well, part of the spiritual awakening and to summarize, to shorten it up last year, um, healing codependency, healing CPTSD, healing PTSD with an autistic mind, later diagnosis with an ADHD mind, later diagnosis with a person who doesn't realize yet that they're also autistic and they're coming from a beating themselves up thinking they're a narcissist. I decided I had to become Jesus because the world was going to fall apart. If I couldn't figure out how to become Jesus, how could I expect anyone else to save anyone else? I had to see, can I save another person who doesn't necessarily want to be saved, which has been that indoctrination from more religions, which is really disempowering to every individual's perspective and experience of life. So I went very personalized. I was going to, you know, Thomas and Edison and, and do all the crazy stuff because in my questioned reality, I know of Bob Ross. Steve Irwin, Mr. Rogers, all these pinnacle of these amazing nurturing masculine energies, but I don't really find those icons as a woman or women or a queer woman or an autistic woman or a queer autistic weird female version of Robin Williams. No, which means we're all out there because I see people on YouTube. I see these YouTube channels. They're what gave me confirmations. My synchronicities came from having conversations with YouTubers. But they weren't real time. So whereas Aliana had the proof in the pudding for her numerology, I would use pick a piles and use numerology to guide me to that language source going, hmm. And I would say, all right, what are your predictions? Do they have confirmations in my life? Oh, my God, I've been documenting my life. Here's a confirmation of something I was thinking of, something I questioned. Well, that was really easy. Well, what if life really is this simple? But we don't like it because our brains have been programmed with the media of these dopamine hits 
from these big, like, I did something amazing and I'm awesome. Fill me with my dose of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Oh, I can't get it from you because you're human and you have your own rights and responsibilities. Give me my pharmaceuticals, give me my plants, give me everything to distract because I am I not enough. I want video games. I want yeah. video games. Yeah, yeah. Well, the wonderful thing about video games is I, my kids are 15 and 12 and their reality is fluid. They're not afraid of fucking up. They're not scared because they get another chance. We, the generation pre-internet, those who grew up just in the beginning or before it, were taught, you make a decision, you fail, you fucked up, no one's going to help you, especially in America. In America especially, this independence, this individuality. I still feel that's very relevant now. Therefore, and it is, in pockets, that's the collective. Okay, let's go back to collective. When you look at any system, any ecosystem, anything, you know it's made of multiple levels of components. Um, I'll go back here. Tiger's eye is a stone. The chemicals that made up the crystal itself is one layer. But the belief system about what those crystals meant is another layer. And people carving it versus not carving it, another layer. Distribution of the crystal, another layer. Each of those are collectives. Humanity is starting to become aware of all these collectives at once, which is those downloads. You know, just becoming aware of how humanity works and has worked around the globe versus maybe living in a rural town can cause a person to have an awakening. Their reality is not what they told it was supposed to be. That's all awakenings are. So how do we make sure people feel calm and comfortable about these changes? Well, we, <laughs> Leon and I are starting with that spirit collective. We're going, okay, this stuff is so insane. So many crazy things. What resonates with us? What makes sense to us? It's not everyone's truth. There's almost 8 billion people versions of truth in this world. Well, let's find our three. Let's find our three. Oh, one person didn't hang out with us. He was not happy. All right, we got another one. He showed up. He and I are resonating. And it's life so easy because we just trust in the moment. We've worked hard enough to be able to be here in this moment with our mental disorders, with our emotional tsunamis because of the biochemical releases being on autism. You know, it's not that we're not empathetic. We're just so empathetic that the switch goes from zero to 10 when you turn it on. So I've been carving switches, dialing it down, bringing it, bringing it down, bringing it much more subtle, working it to a point where neurotypicals who often speak with their emotions or infer how a person is feeling by their talking. They could be like, I'm, I'm dying inside. And a neurotypical go like, yeah, life sucks, but hey, you're doing okay. Where a person like myself is like, I'm dying inside. Please save me. I don't know how to fix this. Someone talk to me. Someone understand me. Someone see me. But we get often dismissed because we don't know how to communicate saying, you know what? I feel overwhelmed. I'm connecting with all this energy. I have so many creative ideas and I'm overwhelmed and I want to share this with people and the angels have come and visited me and I'm talking to Uncle Joe who's been dead for 10 years and all of these things don't make sense to people who haven't experienced it. So in the last 50 years, those people got committed. They were pharmaceutical. Uh, we were considered just insane. Well, what happens when we start talking to each other and go, you know what? My brain works this way. How does your brain work? What can we do with that information? How can we make us all feel a little bit more comfortable living? How can we uh, encourage us each to find our own path to what feels right and true within ourselves? So I know, I apologize, Eliana. I always do this. Yep. <laughs> I end up channeling and just go, 
Yeah. Shoot, I had a Dude, it's you think you guys have about like seven-ish minutes left? Whenever you guys want to talk okay. about next. With that, I'm going to leave that to questions at this point. We're just yeah. now beginning to find our platforms of how to empower other people yep, to this find is, the this magic is it. in you the guys found us. Congratulations. I got, I got a big question, actually. Uh, so, okay. uh, so do you guys have a uh, YouTube channel? Not yet. Or anything? I, oh, okay. I don't think so. We manifested well, this you. since the last moon. Like literally, we've been talking and just been like, we're going to take a breath and do this slowly. We'll see how people can help us if they can. We're just going to, we're taking up one, well, nine of pentacles energy. All this stuff well, is going to be uploaded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys get like a YouTube channel and shit because I got a YouTube channel. I want to, like, I want to team up and shit. You guys seem, I'm loving the energy between the uh, spiritual lottery, the dope compass and the, uh, <laughs> the no mind's eye. I'm loving this shit. <laughs> awesome yeah. yeah oh and i that's the beautiful thing like i have an account i've made but it's me it's like it's called being illuminous and i apologize to anyone who visits it because well no i don't apologize i take that back erase that akashic record i clear all delete the insecurity from that record thank you for that lifetime onto another reality inception it in this lifetime i love it when people are able to see how far i've come as a person I love it when people feel confident, comfortable and confident in themselves because they see how foolish I have been and my growth. So please see my embarrassing videos. That's fine. I accept and embrace that. I haven't made a YouTube account because I've actually just been really shy. And like, this is the first time I've actually like shared something on a platform with many people. So yeah, you guys can keep sharing it on here and I'll just edit it for yeah. you guys. And <gasps> you just, hey. you just need to give me a title for it and then I'll just call it whatever it is you guys want to call it awesome awesome yeah, yeah that's i was just manifesting an editor didn't i literally. mention that my dear Vinci, i was yes, like literally i just need y'all coming yeah, you guys you just need to just yeah, do your stuff yeah, whatever you guys want to do i'll just have the same format as we're doing right now and then we'll just upload Fantastic. it onto our channel that way it's easy for everyone to just see it all in one place because that's what i'm trying to connect all the dots that's my that's my purpose is connect all the dots Awesome. We just want to help. We just want to help the hidden, the order of the hidden, as much as we can. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate yes. that. Um, any more questions before we move on to the next topic? Oh, I don't really have a question. Um, I, oh, what night was that that um, y'all ma manifested during the moon? Excuse me. August second, August third, oh, August. August the it was um the new moon was on like three days ago. It was on the uh, August second. Okay. Oh, 18th. Yeah, 18th. We did a, the, but y'all yeah. doing so many moons, right? I mean, y'all do full moon stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah well, we do we, full moon stuff. We will. We did one, and then we'll continue. But yeah. I guess it wasn't y'all I was connecting with that night then. Um. <laughs> Not them. I did my own full moon. I don't know so what I've been. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. More people are doing this. So many people are are getting into these collectives that we're seeing that frequency to I share with. I would call them normal. <laughs> Joking. It's yeah, no, it, they're not normal, but it's normalizing to see more of them. Based on what I collect, the collectives I touch, the same patterns of hey, you want to get together and talk about this weird stuff? Hey, let's do this podcast. Hey, let's grow this. Let's grow that. Like that's been the energy since uh, really the end of July uh, that I've been seeing, but that was also predicted by the tarot readers I've been watching for the last several months. So all I'm doing is just going, oh, it's time to do that now. Fine. Let me go set up my pretty things and not to be nervous because I can't fail because just me breathing is enough. Okay. 
there's my subconscious programming in the world. I'm on it. Let's do this. Yeah. Basically, yeah, same for me. The, the stars and uh, the planets out there, they've just been directing everything that's been happening to me because I've just been going with the flow. And then action, energy, new moon, Leo, here we go. We're here. Just <laughs> doing what we wanted to do. So it's awesome. And yeah. right now, it sounds like you guys have like very similar mindsets, like you are like very harmonized together. So when people join like the spirit collective that have like a little bit different kind of kinds of energies, how are you like, uh, like what's the plan on just like everyone's just focusing on love and light. And if they have a little bit different beliefs, that's completely cool. What's the plan on integrating people with a little bit different, like differing, like, you know, ideologies like into the collective? That is a fantastic question. And yeah. Eliana, we are still building this. Like I have talked about a few other people I know that could come in. We're kind of starting to treat this is, from my experience in the pirate communities, in the pirate camping festival communities, in communities that live action role play, basically drunken pirate communities who build their own ships and collectives of people together who get together, throw parties and drink and, and try to actually build a whole community and infrastructure. I also am right next door to Oregon Country Fair. And that event has been a 50-year hippie version of Burning Man. Okay, They build their own cities and communities. I've been the waddling queen. I've helped build the waddling walls for the event. And they handle 30,000 people. So I'm lucky enough to have a lot of these frameworks for building communities from the inside out of multi-idealisms and within that part of the collective is to understand how each of us either falls into a, a, a pyramid <laughs> a, a, you know a trinity a pyramid a square whatever shape each of us work toward a goal each of us are viable as being whole individuals no matter what we vibe at the same level for a project but each of us are maintaining who we are as individuals codependency is the old way interdependency is the new way and that's what i'm cultivating as a mother i'm cultivating as a community member and as a romantic relationship and that's fucking hard but i'm grateful to have the opportunity to share with people who are probably also resonating at some level of these ideas and experiences so we can all share in it together and grow yeah that's i mean that's perfect just like embracing not just like diversity that sounds kind of cliche but like using all of our like you know talent set and you know like beliefs that someone else may not have but you know we put it all together and then we get something much greater rather than just like telling everyone hey you know what we should be all kind of having similar you know beliefs about ego bad source good and numbers you know 11 11 11 that's good and you know 666 bad like you know if people have different beliefs that's complete you know we it makes us much stronger because when there is like a storm that ends up coming and hitting us when one of us like you know has like a very you know solidly rooted belief and other people may have different kinds of beliefs you know the solidly grounded person can just help every single person in a collective by speaking the truth and there's just so many you know other ways that's i, I love what you guys are doing thank you and i have a yellow jacket come completely covering me like i've never had a yellow jacket land on me as much as it's doing right now which gives me the invitation to go see what that means. Now, I find five different meanings for a yellow jacket landing on me, from the benign and mundane to something magical. But it's up to me to what I resonate with. And that comes from my experiences, my culture, my life, everything. If I deny someone else's definition based on my experience, then I'm denying life's experience to see itself as broadly as possible. So um, part of my mission in this world is to 
decide to be a reflection of everyone to their maximum capacity. Actual mirror that doesn't like force your will on others at all. You have some Not comments on mirror, YouTube. Like, you know, mirror, you know, pause. Yeah. Just want to give you some oh. comments from YouTube. They're just saying um, some good things. Some, some emojis. They said love. And someone said wonderful. I'm definitely resonating. Another person said good energy for you. Oh, thank Amazing. you so much. All we, want, all we want to do is spread light and love. So and and light and love can mean getting up and being able to face the day when you're in the middle of trauma. Light and love can mean just being nice to yourself and accepting that the world is falling apart for you in this moment. We can give light and love so many opportunities to give people permission to feel themselves. I love shadow work. I hated it, but now I love it. Because wait, 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 are... wait, 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 wait. You do shadow work? Yes. Hey. Yes. You guys can high five yes. each other. Wait, how the hell are you? How the hell are you into light and love and you do shadow? You are so. I can't even. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My, wait, wait, I'm yeah. over the top on this. Oh, you're Explain oh. what you mean by shadow work. Yeah, what shadow work? Validation and dissipation. Shadow work is often the traumatic projections based on our own emotional issues that have happened in the past. Most humans have a very simplistic. Uh, core when the traumas happen often the ones I work with best are children or those from military reprogramming or um, being denied their reality because from four to about 41 that was my life I was a caregiver uh, my traumatic situations put set me up to be denied to be myself but not denied to be uh, my traumatic so people didn't hate me but I moved so much I got to reboot myself so much there was no core to crystal so that's why I became a vessel to everything. So I just started seeing people's patterns. Trauma has okay. specific patterns. Well, on you, she's, she's talking about my, my definition of shadow. Oh, okay. Never mind, never mind. Okay. Oh, if you're talking about demons and all that, that's a whole other conversation. No, no, no. This is shadow entities. When I talk about the ah. shadow, I'm talking about the actual internal negative aspect. See, and we have different definitions as well. And as long as we're both going, huh, what do you mean? I don't know if it's the same thing I mean. And we come from this open-mindedness. We can go, oh, oh, okay. Oh, hey, look, I didn't think of it that way. And or, build on that. Or we could just enforce our definitions on others. And, you know, and if they don't agree with us, we, we could just <laughs> socially outcast them in their families. <laughs> It's, it's worked well for the last couple of thousand years. I mean, right. I think we should continue. Um, I mean, a very long family tradition in humanity. Is that really oh, the idea of just spouting by some of the more obscure people? Yeah. All right, I'm going to read yeah. the last comments on YouTube and then we'll go on to the next topic. Uh, someone said, Nice to you. Really you. That you be uh, and then another person said, Ha, me too. That's a really long ha. And then that person also said, Teach, friend, teach. And then also commented saying yeah. all of it is shadow work. So. Blessings be to all of them. All truth. It mm -hmm. just resonates. All right. So. Thank you everyone so much. For Thank the you so much. Thank We're just going to keep growing our little garden and sharing with you yep. guys. And you guys give us the seeds and, and we'll keep growing. And then just talk to me afterwards so we can start your, your episodes. Uh, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to move on to the next topic. Who wants to go next? Any volunteers? I could do it. Could do it. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch to your key. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the floor is now yours. Alrighty. So, um, basically, I've had very similar experiences to to all of y'all, 
And, um, you know, if, if not, you know, not exactly the same necessarily, but, um, uh, definitely the spiritual ones. Um, and I resonated with your, that, um, when you're repressed from the truth from such a young age and given, you know, bullshit and lies and like, really that's what you hunger for. Is that like godlike knowledge of truth, you know? And, um, so, you know, it's taken me to, to 35 to really feel like <laughs> I've, um, I finally found it and thank God. And I think that's what you, they were referencing earlier whenever they said the Akashic re record, you know, I, there's many different terms for, um, all of these things. Um, and the Akashic re record kind of resonates with, um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, you know, um, this has all been true for as long as, you know, we've been sentient beings of light matter or whatever um so anyways i was going to discuss natural law and how that all plays into what's playing out on our planet um so just as in the the spiritual realm and then you know the, the scientific realm of you know laws there are you know um i think i I believe there's laws that govern the consequences of our collective and individual actions um, and our ignorance, you know, uh, in creating those actions is no, you know, our intentions of being good, you know, of, you know, bringing freedom to, uh, to people with violence, you know, which is just an oxymoron. And um, so, um, and we, you know, that's basically what, um, in my opinion, that's what all authority is. You know, we, we want to be on more of a freedom spectrum. The more freedom you have, the more moral people will be in the, and vice versa. And the more morality you have, the more knowledge you have, the more in touch you are with spiritual uh, beings, you know, that are not oppressed from truth. Um, then we will um, hopefully begin to reveal ourselves and society will begin to trend back towards freedom and love instead of, um, you know, something worse. So. Um, it's really great to see all y'all and um hello <laughs> i had i had some like i didn't know oh, i didn't plan anything i tried to like click on some stuff while y'all were talking but then i'd get distracted by what you were saying and now it's just like five different random things who knows i don't know what it is <laughs> there are like any natural laws like in particular like you should be aware of because i feel like you know there's just like you know what you're talking about like you know cause and effect and all of these natural laws like we are a lot of us are blind to them right we haven't we've we been miseducated about them so like are there mm -hmm. any like natural laws that you know you think that a lot of us that aren't that family rights or laws we talk about man's laws and rights and that's where the conversation needs to switch in general is you know quit asking man to give you something like they have power over you you know that's you know um we need to as best as best as we can take care of ourselves and our family and our communities and that would be the best thing we could do for the world the other side of the world you know um is to clean is take it take care of our shit here um very very literally inside of ourselves our shit our dark shadow shit world you know and and clear all that stuff out and um hopefully um plant a garden too i like i, I like that you're sitting in yours <laughs> i'm gonna have to get a comfy chair for for video chatting um oh yeah i guess i'm still looking at your screen um <laughs> so 
I don't know if I had any more to say about that. I guess I'll take questions if you have any questions or if anybody does have any questions for me or, or I don't know. Um, I think, um, yeah, that spreading that knowledge to people is really, really important. Like what they do here, like, yes, going to spiritual realms is good, but we need to come back and we need to, you know, spread what we learned in that occasion, <laughs> like as much as we can, you know, um, and actually uh, live that life. That, um, that's why anyways, we're here. to be doing that. So, like, I'm not talking to y'all, obviously. No, no, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Although, yeah, what use is it to travel to different spiritual realms if it can't actually do anything for you? I, I agree with that. Oh. <laughs> was that you, Guan? It was him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me. It's Guan. It's Guan. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're much more of a realist, aren't you? Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> yeah, realist slash pessimist. Very pessimist. Uh, I don't know. You seem to be more an optimist lately. Hey. I'm, yeah. I'm rubbing off on him. It's okay. Sometimes you can't. I don't know. I can be really no, good. All these weird people you bring sometimes. in here. <laughs> 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 I call them weird. They're they're beautiful people. Mother, you got a you got a soul collective, okay? We got a we got a literal soul collective. Oh yeah, hey, I think I heard Kevin in the background. Did you say something, Kevin? No, no, it's me. Oh, well, it's mouthful. My bad. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Oh, no, it's, that's, that's the person right there. I heard All right, we don't know fire. who you are. We don't have a Ouija board, I'm but just go for fire it. Starter, fire starter, fire starter. Fire starter, there no it is. Spirit. There, he, there he is. I thought it was a spirit. Actually, I am a spirit, but... Go ahead. Anyway. Go ahead. Your floor. What you got? So, I have a question about the Akashic Records that up again. Go ahead. So, do you think these could this could be replicated? In book uh like i don't know if you guys know this but i've heard in the vatican underground there's like a secret library and this library yeah. is going to contain some uh very all the good books they got vampires vampires <laughs> so i think wait um, aren't there people like, coming to be vampires hey, in this hey, community hey hold up fire starter talk fire starter talk Sorry. It's okay. So, um, like, what I'm saying is, like, do you think people that have access to this line? Oh, he cut. Repeat that question again. You cut off. Oh, sorry. I was saying, do you think in this library underground, whether it's uh, secret or not, whether it's good or bad, in this library, they could have a duplicate? of the Akashic Records? Is there a way in physical form? Who wants to take that question? Our son's raising their hand. Who wants to answer sure. that? Well, I, a little bit. I know a little bit about the Vatican Library. It's, um, it's at least a mile long. In order to, uh, nobody really knows what's in there. And in order to even access a book, you can only, you can't bring anything with you. You have to already know what you're going to get before you order it from the catalog. So that's actually like a really interesting question because um, the, the Romans, like if you're talking about ancient history and stuff like that, they 
uh, rewrote a lot um, in their favor. So that that actually is like a really interesting question. If anyone wants to add on to that, I'm curious too. Happy if, to. If, oh, oh, go ahead, Leo. <laughs> okay, are you sure you can go first if you want to? Oh. Well, I have a feeling we will echo each other, which is wonderful, yeah. and I'm yeah. excited for it. So hungry and excited for it. Uh, so, so, so go ahead. You, okay, thank you. So, with that in mind, <laughs> right now, today, let's just take what we're doing today. All of these people having all of these personal experiences that are unusual, weird, uh, not in our history books. What if we've always had that as humanity? What if those who became the Order of the Hidden became religions because other people who didn't have those connections? didn't feel safe with those who did. What if those who did started seeing how they could use that as their power base, manipulate, I'm, I'm impatient for what I want. I want that land. If I convince him his Uncle Jerry wants me to have that land, I can make that happen. That becomes the shortcut, you know, the fast food of our realities. So what if the Vatican is simply the books that we are now exchanging because the Akashic Records got really sick and tired of humanity being unable to access the amazingness of what this is. It would be akin, in my opinion, to an individual who has been very ruralized, who lives very much in the land, being allowed to have the internet. Would they know how to find any information? Would they know how to go into the worlds of Twitter and Twitch and Discord? Those don't sound like inviting places. Those sound like scary places. And so, like yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So can we, if we overlay that framework, that concept, that trope to how we look at all the occult of the past, when there were much less people, much less communication, much less equality in education, because people didn't speak or write at the same level, languages weren't necessarily shared, only those who traveled were. We're now all travelers. We now can all experience the world wherever we are on the world at the same moment of now. We're all time travelers. All of us are going to have a story of when I got on the phone to this group at my time. That's time traveling because we all shared that moment, but not all of us are going to define it the same way in our books, in our journals, in our shared yeah. communities. 5,000 years ago. <laughs> and so for what I'm doing is I'm just weaving these concepts together so we can be curious to go, Oh, I wonder, I wonder, because if we're going, this is right, this is wrong, no, this doesn't make sense, and we're looking at binary answers of the past, we can stay there, it's great, we learn, but a lot of us are ready to create the new world. So oh, let's weave those together and have fun. I agree with that, yeah. Trauma. Time to create some new shit, I love that. It's trauma. It's part of your, it's part of, I forget what you called it, what did you call it? Shadow work? Shadow work. Shadow um, work. My, my book is called Building Bonding Bridges Over Trauma Trenches. Because when we get traumatized, we get stuck. Arrested development, age-wise, emotions, all of that gets stuck back here. And do you, we can't- do, do you think people get stuck in left or right-brained? Um, you know, people get at either pat, like so passive, they like, like when they're traumatized, they become- they, submissive. They're, you know, they lash yeah. out at people. They're like overly sensitive yeah. and they're, they're stuck yeah. in their, they're so overwhelmed that they're incapacitated to act in life. And then, exactly. then there's like completely on like lockstep, whatever, you know, whoever they decided was God, which a lot of people don't know God or not. They're not getting the full message. Yet. <laughs> uh, they've replaced him. Unfortunately, they're not listening. Let's put it that way. Um, they're just not they listening. Listen, they listen externally only. 
They li stop listening internally. They don't have a balance between the internal and external. They so only think government and or religion or their some other traumatizing parents person. or parents. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and they just do whatever you know. Uh, just do whatever they're told, and it's so sad. Um, and, and that's I, why that's why there's power yeah, dynamic differences. Knew about the fact that we have that split brain. You know, the right brain that can't that is connected to God that can't talk. And the left brain that's like, I got to deal with all this shit out here in the real world, you know? And, um, you know, the, the whole pinnacle gun being in the middle, you know, like that, they do, they all knew that. And, you know, having that balance in your life and not being, you know, and part of that is being free. You know, if you're not free, you're going to get imbalanced. Um, and if you're ignorant, you're going to get imbalanced because you're going to get manipulated by some psychopath, unfortunately. And so, um, yeah, Eliana's <laughs> father, stepdad, actually contacted me. Because here's this young lady getting into the world, potentially vulnerable to being indoctrinated in a cult. Now, she's mm -hmm. only a few years older than my children. So, of course, I'm almost like, I'm a bear. I'm all out here. And so, yeah. I had old trauma of being accused of being manipulative and hurtful to other people when they did not understand my autism. So, I'm getting called by her dad going, I don't want to be called. I, mm. I'm going, yeah. we're 42. Almost. Breathe it, girl. Breathe it, girl. You got this. You got this. Like, we're all good. We're going to be authentic. We're going to be real. Whatever works out is going to work out. Uh, and so, you know, getting really real with it. Getting really real with that fear. And then it was a fantastic conversation. Of course, because I could see the authenticity and his love for her. His desire to protect her. And I could honor that within him without being inauthentic. I could honestly say, wow, you love her so much. I honor that because I feel the same way. I would want someone looking out for my family that same way. Thank you. I didn't let my fear tell me that this guy hates me and wants me like I'm a crazy lady. No, I said my faith is we can find each other as parents protecting a child and have a conversation from there. And it is so multifaceted to be in this world. And that's why it's so overwhelming. Most people don't have the owner's manual to themselves or it's in another language. It's like an Ikea catalog. It's not trying to go... Pathetic. Make my arm? You can't handle a whole bunch of people's shit being <laughs> Right, and that's why we have to, like, really focus on, you know, ourselves. That's why we have to individualize. But we've heard individuality is selfishness. You know, especially those who have distorted it. The religions, the Vatican. We have all the knowledge. You have nothing. We have it. <laughs> but you uh, can have it for five ninety nine ninety nine. I'm gonna stop this. I mean, so okay, fire like six. Now, now, now we're gonna move on to goldfish. So yeah, so we'll let like, goldfish talk with Vatican. After that, we're gonna move on to the next topic. All right, let's okay, go. Ahead. So in my mind. Most of this stuff is an illusion of sorts. It's based on reality, but you know, whatever we know about Vatican is fluff. You know, it's not what actually is going on, right? Like, no, this stuff is hidden from peasants like us and only, you know, the people that are like above Epstein's and stuff like, you know, really know what's actually like going on there. So what we get here is only the snippets and we get like a controlled opposition. So whatever we kind of like believe, it has an element of truth in it, but it's good to be connected to it, not attached to it because attachment is going to cause, you know, it's going to bite us in the rear later on. So in my mind, like, you know, what, what Vatican has, like, I mean, Vatican is only like a symbol. It's only like, you know, an organization. I don't even know exactly what they are or, you know, there's also other, um, you know, like elite rulers, like if you guys have read the Hidden Hand interview and there's like the one from 2018 on like Godlike Productions and what they talk about there is that, you know, these families, they have fairly small and like limited libraries, but they have a lot of like, you know, just like knowledge there that's been, that's not public. 
And the reason for that is like if public was aware of everything that they would be aware, we would be aware that ego isn't even our enemy. That's like there's so many traps going on here that, you know, they've laid the groundwork for like, you know, first they, you know, they make us blame ourselves and we blame others and, you know, all of this stuff, but they have all of this information, you know, easily available for themselves. So, you know, the people of the organization be like, they can have knowledge, right? Like there's a different, all we have right now is perception because all we get are these snippets that are not even the truth. So they have knowledge, we have perception. And I think what the library that we can, like what they, the libraries that they have, while they are good, they are still only like they, they are still kind of limited and I, I believe that we can build something kind of similar ourselves for us it's going to be a completely different kind of information because it's going to be filled with more light but we can completely customize it for our own needs and we can have you know all of these different kinds of paths you know parts of the libraries that are created by you know say me or parts of it that's created by crystal and parts of it that's like completely brought over from somewhere else and these right now all of us are just relying on this like you know information that we've heard from here or heard from here or heard from this person like that's an illusion all of, like you know it how do you think why do you think we are still trapped here why do you think we are not like like you know working light computers you know quantum computers uh, anything that we want to happen happens instantaneously the reason is because again we don't have all the knowledge yet so once we end up getting the knowledge and seeing it with love It'll be okay, and part of the library of Order of the Hidden is going to be gathering this kind of light knowledge into like one place, and it's going to look completely different. But it's 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 going to be it's going to be a completely crucial part of this project because if we just have like all of this like illusion and fluff that we base our beliefs on, it works great for time being. But as we continue on our journey, it will be good to kind of have stuff that we can ground ourselves on, and then we have be explore this idea here and then we explore this idea here and this idea here and then we all realize collectively by the way the truth is over here right like you know if we don't explore different kinds of ideologies together we'll never really realize what the truth is so i think you know th there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on for sure you know like it, you know the knowledge that <laughs> others may have that we don't currently have but we have we have a capability of compiling that together and following our hearts to determine what of that information is an illusion and what of it is actually like truth. So that's just kind of like my take that it's good to keep in mind that we are constantly being deceived by ourselves, our ego. It's part of the game. Like, you know, we all signed up for this game for whatever reason. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense to us right now completely, but our higher self, you know, which is, you know, our part of that's united with God, knows exactly what we are doing down here because we know that we found the truth here. If we wouldn't find the truth here, we wouldn't even be down here to begin with. So the, you know, the trick here is to get the truth in easily organized and you know, understandable way, you know, aka our own library. And I think it's going to be largely structured. Perhaps something, some of it is going to be on Reddit, some of it is going to be on Google Drive, some of it might be on Facebook, who cares where it's going to be at, but it's going to be just like this collective of information that's being compiled together by us and also members outside of order of the hidden but it's all sewn together for like anyone who wants to like deal with light because we don't have that li library right now elites have it you know vatican has their library but like how can we have knowledge if you don't have a library right yeah that's perfect that's right
That's a good Thank point. You so and you can get access to that library for just five ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> premium deal, <laughs> deluxe package. Okay, <laughs> you can have all the knowledge, one hundred percent. It can be yours. And we'll be selling healing water on the side for an additional seven ninety nine. Ninety nine. Get it now. Exclusive deal. <laughs> there is something. Uh, Mark Passio uh, has something called the Ark. Um, he he doesn't sell it, but if you send him, um, he has very specific mailing instructions, like three pages long. But um, appreciate it if you actually go try to look at this thing. Um, but he'll accept in a donation, and you have to send him um, like a what is it a gigabyte? Not a gigabyte, a terabyte. The big the big ones that cost like. 100 mm -hmm. bucks, or if you do 100 bucks, you have to send him one of those, um, yeah, the compressed files. But he's yeah. got, um, you know, all the thought stuff, all the homeric stuff, all the satanic stuff, all the, you know, all the occulted stuff that we're not supposed to look at, or that we're told that we're not supposed to look at. Um, not that, you know, not that everything, you know, and everything has a little bit of nugget of truth in it. And, um, that is one, I don't know, one library I know of. I've been meaning to get it. So, um, I did get. Oh, I do have the list though of what's on it. If anybody would want that list, because I like I asked him. I was like, you know, is it just information that you've covered in your podcast and/or blah 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 blah? Which I'm sure you know he's covered some of it in his own interpretation. Um, but he sent me a list that was I don't know how long and then how many books and how many re you know old TV recordings and um. So if any anybody's interested in that in that list, uh. Send it to the scribes. Get in the chat. Send it to the scribes. And just, uh, yeah, actually, just, yeah. just for the record, I am against I I selling holy that. water. They're <laughs> 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 just every profitable idea. God damn it. Okay. To be right. fair, but that one profitable idea wasn't very positive. Hey, hey, we've got a soul collective, okay? Okay. Okay. We don't need I no that that idea would have been fantastic. Yo, Victor would agree with that idea. Yeah. No, but <laughs> Victor right. agrees to anything. <laughs> I am. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just okay, saying. let's move on to the next topic. Uh, who wants to go next? I have Wait, Storyteller, I'm... Vince, and Dante. I'll go next. Who is that? Dante. All right, let me put your screen. Okay, so basically... When I presented my subject to Victor, I said that my theory of evolution of consciousness is based on the law of one, but it is also based on the science and my view of the afterlife. So first, we have to talk about the law of thermodynamics. But this law states that energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred into something else. This is how consciousness changes and evolves over time, through transmutation. So the first step, we have to look at is there's an unknown universe that existed and this is the universe that was like before the you know whatever creation story that you have and we don't know anything about it but it existed because of infinity and this universe is not the unexplored regions of the universe it is the ones that were before it is instead the universe that existed before the singularity so basically there's this thing called logos what to the universe it compared to us it would be the consciousness of the universe logos realized that it cannot know itself without experience so after that realization the known universe 
was fractalized out of a vibration of the primordial singularity. And the physical manifestation of Logos was formed. And that is, was formed through the galaxies. And there's something called the sub-Logos, which is formed through the stars. And finally, the sub-sub-Logos, which is formed through the planets and the life forms on the planets. And so this is where the story of consciousness starts. And you can there's a saying that goes, consciousness sleeps in the rock, stirs in the plant, dreams in the animal, and awakens in the man. And you're going to see how that works. So basically, the primordial awareness manifests through the elements in their interaction. And that lasts for billions of years. Then there's a growth from the first elements to the single cell organisms that interact with each other. And that is called the second density of consciousness. But then the once the single cell organisms evolve into you know, bigger animals and such, then self-awareness is formed. And that is the birth of the ego. And, and that's in humans. And that goes, and that, oh. and the law of one calls that the third density of consciousness. Can you repeat that? Then you cut out. I, Can you repeat I that? Out. Yeah, you cut out for like mid-sentence. Uh, I was, did you hear the part where I was talking about self-awareness oh, i don't think so i heard that part i mean i think yeah. we're cut off of us like you talking about the third density yeah that's where it cut off okay. for me as well third density okay so third density is formed after self-awareness is is formed and that's the birth of the ego and the third density consciousness that's when humans we have that self-awareness and you know and then this is where this is the final step that I take from the law of one, which is the when we evolve into fourth density beings, and those are beings of love and understanding, and they have that is where the and they have a realization of non-duality, which is the law of one, and an example of a fourth density being would be Jesus, and I believe that after one goes one becomes a fourth density awareness then that is that becomes a final transmutation and we go into the union with the source and some people would call that heaven where you're back in union with god and that skips that's old in law of one according that's a seventh density but i don't take upon the fifth and sixth densities and Yeah, after the consciousness understands that love is the ultimate truth, is fourth uh, density, then, you know, it goes back into source. And energy will keep being reincarnated into each density of consciousness until it goes up, until it gets to the truth that it needs to understand or the step that it needs to take. So, like, for example, when uh, self-awareness was formed, from second density to third density consciousness, then that, is just, that was the vital step needed to take to ascend a step. So I'll take any questions now. I have a question. So when you say density, because uh, when you say density, I'm thinking about uh, something that's dense. Uh, or do you mean like more like um, a level, if you will? Uh, is that what you mean by density? Like, Or is it really in terms of density? That, this, the, the, for some reason, the word density confuses me. 
I don't know. I'm a weirdo. But um, I think uh, would it be fair to say that what you mean are like levels? Like uh, the first level is that you're I don't, uh, uh, an inanimate object. The second level is that you're a living cell or something like that or an animal. And the third one is that you're a self-aware animal that has a uh, personality. And whatnot. Is that, is that kind of what you mean? Am I up the right alley? Yeah, when I first like got into this, that confused me as well, and I didn't really know. But you know, according to the Law of One website, where they have all the tapes, uh, they say that density is like equivalent to dimension, which I don't really understand. But I would agree with what you were saying. Ah, that okay, I get it now that you said okay. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I get it now. It's just a dimension. Okay. Yeah, basically, it's a dimension. But I would also agree with what you were saying. I might actually throw in a psychological aspect of density as well that overlays with trauma. Density refers to the inability to be flexible within emotion or mental awareness. So a child can only comprehend so much, but an adult can comprehend more. They're called cognitive leaps. To me, density means just awareness. So not only physically dense, but mentally dense. But that's just me. When I hear That's mentally dense, I'm sorry. I just, I just think of the insult that you're dense. <laughs> when I hear mentally dense, damn. damn. So I have a, um, I guess, an extrapolation. So is, are you trying to, so you mentioned that, you know, stemming from the singularity and, um, you know, how single cell organisms were the first, um, I guess, evolution. So are, are you, but then you compared it back to like spirituality evolutions within um our lifetimes um i believe right because you're saying that christ consciousness is like attainable correct yeah wait i think we are are the christ consciousness right so it's like who we are all of us is it more like um when you were describing the universe being is that like a a micro or a macro cosmic version of what you were trying to say that we all go through this evolution spiral or something um in our well, lives so the u- universe does and you know i guess atoms do also everything is in motion and y'all we all go through different polygon stages and hopefully ascending to the like you know greater spiritual puberty yeah. just like humans I mean, have human puberty we have spiritual puberty yes that's true i got something and from the uh discord chat whenever you guys Already. So the Discord chat on Brandon Quest says, "My take on destiny, uh, density. If you can see it, experience it. You're, you are in the same density as it. Some say the first, second dimensions are one density. Third, fourth dimensions are another. Fifth, sixth, another, etc. I may be getting these numbers wrong, but that's pretty much his point. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, I." I would agree with that. Like, say, for example, like the first and second density, like that, like the single cell organisms, they don't see anything uh, related to us. They only see other single cell organisms. So they are single cell organisms. Okay. Anyone else? Guys, I think I want to touch on that. Um, the way I see it is that I think we're all, we're all, going to be stars one day right we just don't know Um, it so think of it as we're in the universal plane would you say all stars hey now you're an all-star god damn it 
<laughs> so, I oh, think nostalgia. we should that, totally end with the dance. <laughs> I think that when we're in the we're in the third density, it means uh, you know mind, body, spirit, and that's enough to create a kind of like a you know I don't know if you guys seen a video where somebody puts a ball in the middle of a blanket and it goes down, it sinks. So that's how kind of the universal plane works where if a star exists somewhere, it exists on a on a sheet of paper or a sheet a blanket and it sinks down based on how dense it is. So we exist in the third density really take up a physical existence and so third and fourth density would be a little bit more transforming into more and more into a star you know spiritually we're always evolving and i i think pretty much being a star resetting uh giving life to other planets would be our main goal here i think what you're doing is connecting spirituality to the theory of relativity that was interesting. We need to blow up the world. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. Like, this is just ideas, but I think density means what you take up in this physical plane. How much you take up. And I think beings of third dimension take up shape, take up direction, and... Well, I'm kind of curious space. that all of our, um, you know, supposedly the really great... Um, prophets, you know, ascended into the stars at the end, right? You know, like Elijah. Or, you know, there's a lot of stories like that. Um, so maybe it does happen. Yeah, I see that relation. All right, I'm going to read some YouTube comments and whatever the Discord has, and then we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, YouTube comments over the past time was uh, it show Raymond Moss says it shows your life's purpose. Um, it shows your family three for everyone. Dim dimensions are built out of frequency. Um, another person was agreeing with you, Guan Yu, that they were singing the same song. I think you were saying hey now. What was, what was? Yeah. Let's see what we got in the Discord I'll chat. Take song that should never be sung again. Yeah, a song that should never be sung. Exactly. And then Brennan says, reminds me of Tenacious D. I want to be Sasquatch too. You already are. Right. Any comments before we move on to the next topic? Who, who said something about frequency? A uh, second. Raymond Ma says... What did he say? He said, Dimensions are built out of frequency. What I heard was... This, is, this was consciousness. great. Consciousness. Or he probably meant dimen dimensions, maybe. Yeah. Like... Think of it as like, yeah, like, oh, you were saying this, um, Guan Yu, Guan Yu right? You were saying this yeah. light. It's the same light as light. Was... It's all the same. All light is exactly the same. It's just on different frequencies. And uh, as human beings, we're able to, it's the same with the astral. Uh, it's all the same. Like with, I think NK was saying, it's all, it technically is all continual. But as human beings, it makes it easiest for us to navigate when we put it through a prism, aka astral form, so that we can break it down into different levels or different labels. 
That reminds me of um, we did this experiment whenever I was in school where they, we put the our DNA in the, the electrophoresis gel, and um, we she put di- they put different dyes in it because that's how they're able to identify the different um, I guess types of you know. Anyways, I so I found that was really odd, or it made me think that we were just like it's twisted strands of light. I guess you know <laughs> is kind of what it made me. That's what I mean, we are. Technically, technically, we are. If you want to get to the most technical definition of what we are, we all are actually made of light. Twisting, replicating atoms. strands of light, <laughs> dense strands of light. Well, we're not even replicating anything. We're just pulling light that's already in our environment. I mean, if we just get to the technical, bare bones, scientifically proven physics, um, every we're never creating anything. We're really just pulling materials and using them to build. Technically, we're not like making anything. That's like the, the law of thermodynamics. Exactly. Exactly. When we remember all is one and that we're all all trying to subscribe the same experience of being human or living and breathing, we're always going to find so many systems actually connect to each other. We just didn't have the way to talk about it before. Just like they didn't know how to describe germs a couple hundred years ago. We're slowly learning all the different terms to overlay psychological, physiological, spiritual, emotional scientific, quantum, epigenetics. It's gorgeous if we can handle the cross points that we meet at, but it's overwhelming if we can't. And working through that overwhelming is what I've been doing. And we got to monetize those cross points, okay? So I'm thinking what we do is we charge $20 per cross point, okay? Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> we are, right. We're already working in the gift shop. What more do you want? Next, all right, next, next topic. All right, who wants, oh, who's I, ready I, for I, next I topic? Question, oh, one more question? What? Go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. I, okay, so I didn't originally have a topic, Yeah. but I kind of wanted, I kind of, after hearing, uh, there's some recent stuff happened to me in the last couple of days that I kind of yeah. think I should make into a topic. So that's just something later on. Yep. Right, moving on to the next topic. I'll move on to the next topic because they, they signed up early on. So we'll have Storyteller and Vince next. Are they on here? Storyteller, Vince? Oh, I see Vince. There's Vince. All right, cool. We'll go with yeah, Vince. Yeah, I'm here. I can go next. All right. I don't know where Storyteller is. Hello, Vince. Awesome. So. Floor is yours. Awesome. What's up? My name's Vince. Um, I'm 22 years old. Um, I live in Texas. Growing up, I did a lot of like performing arts, sports, and um, things like that. And so for me, coming into this group, kind of where my journey is at, is that I feel like, although I've experienced a lot of the similar um, like weird experiences you guys have had, um, based on like geographic location and shit like that. Um, I feel like I kind of represent kind of a bit of a unique group. And um, so kind of my journey is that uh, the reason I was so led to these performing arts opportunities and things like that, the music and all that kind of stuff is um, actually, I'm currently finding out that it's because I'm also someone who falls on the spectrum. Um, I'll just say I'm neurodivergent, um, just to keep it broad. 
Um, but I really um, respect and love the um, awareness and that there's other people like me in this kind of community because that's something that I've literally never had until until I joined this kind of group. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's really awesome to be in this kind of opportunity. So let me just start there. Um, yeah, thanks uh, for coming. <laughs> thanks for joining. <laughs> yeah, thanks. As I grew up, I did all these sorts of activities. But the one thing that kind of made me happiest were, was anything that involves working with people and anything art-related. Um, how, as I grew up, I was, um, I grew up as a Christian. Um, going from like Baptist to Methodist to all that kind of stuff. But over time, I've held on to that Christianity and just kind of consider it non-denominational and that sort of thing. Um, and also as a person, I try not to stick to one label. Um, we kind of talked about earlier why is because ultimately a lot of these labels are um, kind of meaningless and really represent other things with other names. And so to stick to one label is kind of disingenuous to yourself, right? Um, but fortunately, um, I was given the, yeah, given the opportunity that despite the label is that I believed in Christianity because I believe in the story of Jesus Christ and I believe in the light and the love and the kindness, um, that it talks about. And I think personally for me, a lot of the issues that I personally have dealt with and a lot of people issues I see in others is, yes, we're able to see the light and the love and stuff, but we often get stuck when it comes to things like forgiveness, um, that allowing that kind of what we talked about, the density to change densities. Um, because as people, I, I believe what makes us so great is our ability to, you know, adapt and overcome and change and things like that. And you can change and come back to the same place. And so this really kind of taught me um, through my experiences over the past couple months, finding out that I exist on the spectrum. It taught me that although I'm adapting and overcoming to these obstacles that I'm facing out of why I experience focal seizures, why I've been ex experiencing them my whole life, finding out what even that what that even means um, the opposite having like the opposite of aphantasia hyperphantasia which by the way fantasia is like my favorite movie i'm a big disney head um, and the the true tea is that you have to um, push past adapting and overcoming and be willing to forgive and uh, stay kind and things like that um, we kind of talked a little bit about the acoustic records. To me, I feel like a very easy understanding of what an acoustic record might be for you is that moment in time where you um, really decide to grow up. You know, um, for me, that happened July seventeenth. Um, I was at my home. I had my two siblings there, and we were just having a casual night where we were like tripping on LSD and it was just supposed to be a great time. However, we watched this, watched the movie Zootopia 
And I related to the character Emmett Otterton so much because he's like a brown-eyed, brown-haired character. And the fact is, in the movie, he literally almost dies because Judy Hobbs and Nick like aren't able to um, almost like solve the case. Fortunately, they do, and everything's fine. But in that moment, it really forced me to um, realize um, the Pandora's box that I've been dealing with, this, this interference that sometimes we forget even exists. And um, this interference for me was very scary in that moment, and it forced me to open up and that despite whatever happens to Emmett Otterton, that things will be okay, that I'm not Emmett Otterton, and that I can adapt and overcome as, so long as I'm willing to stay kind and forgive the movie for one, for scaring me in that moment, and two, for the people and the choices that put yourself in that position and things like that. We're learning how to grow and move on collectively. And the fact is, is that we really need to take a look at the things that prevent us from moving forward. Um, oftentimes, Christianity uses this in their lessons and things like that, you know, to help us understand the analogy that it's trying to get. Um, things like um, Jesus Christ is willing to fucking die on the cross for the sins of humanity, you know? To me, that really speaks volumes that, to me, anyone can be like Jesus Christ if they're willing to have the conviction to forgive and be kind and adapt and change and overcome because they understand why and how they're acting in good faith and things like that. And um, that just speaks a lot to me personally as someone who exists on the spectrum. I very much look up towards people who are able to be go-getters and make things happen because that is such a problem I personally experience. And to certain uh, a lot, a large degree, a lot of us experience this, you know, we um, aren't capable of always staying present. So the fact is, is that instead of trying to personally expand this ability to stay in the present, it's really the idea to be forgiving of yourself that sometimes you move out of this presence. And that's okay. Life happens. Forgive that and stay kind and just continue to the next right thing and you will ultimately adapt and overcome and come back to the same place. And so this is ultimately the kind of format and nutshell of why I kind of call this the outsider's guide to the mind, body, and soul is because although I grew up kind of religiously, I pretty much have no comprehension and understanding about like these other religions, how they do things. I've just always grown up in a performing arts setting that I've been forced to push my body to the extent, push my mind to the extent, and push my soul to the extent of what I'm doing. And I feel like that's inadvertently helped me kind of understand the analogy of spirituality and religion and that you really need both, you know, the, the math to the English, the history to the science kind of thing. Um, so to kind of focus more on the actual topic and, and introduce the topic, 
Um, the Outsider's Guide of the Mind, Body, and Soul is meant to help present the ideas of chakras and self-healing in a, in a way that you, are, that you may or may not be familiar with. And then I'd like to kind of discuss ways to innovate and find a deeper understanding of these things because when we find a common goal and we push it to its limit until it breaks, we can ultimately understand how to fix it and prevent that from happening in other instances. And personally for me, I love the order of the hidden because the problem that I see with these collectives and these groups is they come together with such a great purpose, but when they try to take those steps together, um, they lose their footing. And uh, why I feel we have these talks, why we have people present and share their perspectives is that overall consciousness helps us continue to take the right step. Um, so let's kind of break it down to the Trivedi or the effect of the mind, body, and soul. But I guess I'll first take a break um, and accept any questions you guys might have. And I'm also going to drink some water. <laughs> water break. Anyone got questions? Oh, actually, so, actually, hold up. Let me read. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Let me read the Discord before we get questions. Um, people agreed with you. Uh, Goldfish says absolutely. They're all very complex and beautiful symbols pointing towards the same direction, so that the individual can find their own experience within common paths. And yes, my take is the Christ is that Christ is our consciousness, awareness behind the awareness, that identity. Jesus wasn't any more or less Christ than we all when we were all in that state of mind. Beautiful. Yeah, and they got I, another I one. Agree yeah, that. after that one. Brandon Quest said, I like both personally, forgiveness is powerful as fuck, and so is presence with it. I feel as though every religion has like one really potent skill power that it preaches, that all can learn from, and Christianity is the power of forgiveness. For sure. It's also, they're all missing like a piece of the allegory though. Like for Christianity, yeah. like Christ is missing his counterparted female um relationship, yeah. you know, and um he's also got a bro you know, broken relationship with his dad where his dad's like, Go down on the cross for everybody, you know. Um yeah. it's it's kinda it's, it's you know, it's it's weird how they hide all that good stuff in a bunch of weird it's like it's like somebody else just came in and wrote crap in there or something sometimes yeah i mean you know that's exactly what happened you were talking about it earlier yeah um, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous so actually you bring up a really good point about the the female counterpart and um that's actually a good point that let me not forget about and the and the fact is is that i don't fully consider myself to be a christian in fact lately i've been doing a lot of reading into like taoism and taoism and that's really what brought me towards like the order of the hidden. And what's great about Taoism is that there is an equal representation of the female and the male counterpart. And personally, as someone who's part of the LGBT community, you know, like we're all just kind of gender fluid, you know, we're all that primordial ooze bullshit. And, and it sucks when they don't um, have awareness for everyone involved. Because that's exactly why we're all here is because 
we're trying to help the the little guys and girls the people who aren't put into those stories that um don't conquer lands and get to write their bullshit you know we exist in the present and the future where we have the technology to share the stories of everyone and to share what their knowledge and that's the powerful part of what makes us so awesome is is that we have the robots and the technology to um make sure that we're not experiencing that mandela effect of um mental conformity and that we forget what actually happened and stuff you know the that whole 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 type stuff quickly um anyway so let's now focus just on the mind body and soul this triangle of things to me it's really easy to put in the understanding of something like food water shelter person place thing the bare necessities you know like it it's why people are so interested in 333 as someone who's clinically ocd i've been in, in love with that number my whole life pretty much and and um the fact is is that there's natural science that really does that that's ultimately the uh interference that i experienced as to my pandora's box is that there's nothing there there can be times where there's literally nothing wrong but yet you still don't feel well, you know? And it's learning how to solve that uh, problem. I kind of touched on it. I think a lot of it is, is um, that curiosity that um, the Spirit Collective kind of talked about and being able to unknot and unravel those cross points. Because the fact is, is that we're not experiencing new cross points. We are... Uh, touching on them again, and we're trying to um, heal and remove the problems. That way, when other people cross those cross points, it's perfectly safe for them. You know, that way they don't have to um, have that interference that we once had. And, and that's the thing that I think technology solved for like language and communication and stuff like that. So, moving forward what we're trying to do is grow our collective consciousness and we need to understand that consciousness is really identifiable uh, with mind, body, and soul. If, if you understand um, things like personality charts, um, zodiacs are really great for this. But the thing I wanna talk about for this is actually Enneagrams. They talk on um, body, mind, and image, which I consider image and soul to be kind of part of the same thing. And, and the, the point of this is that um, we ultimately, if like our brains are just sort of a uh, imaging thing and our heart is to help us kind of live and there's that just basic biological presence of what we are as a creature, um, understanding the Enneagram and how we become diverse as people with our personalities is that we are receiving these informa this information differently based on our past and based on other things like that. And um, that's why you get different tinted glass, you know, why there are different hues, why people have different colored aura when you get to know them, you know, why someone who is very joyous and jubilant might be a very, you know, just vibrant solar plexus yellow type of a persona or 
you know, like red from that 70s show is obviously a red root chakra type character. Um, it's, and to understand that helps you see the signs that we do really interpret things differently. And the whole point is to try and circle back and to help everyone involved, despite of how you interpret things, um, move clearer. And so I think things like having an Enneagram chart for yourself, um, knowing like your zodiac, and just getting to know yourself and those kinds of things ultimately help you weed out a lot of that problems. And it will make you a more vibrant color of the uh, glass that you are meant to be, is the point. You know, we're trying to clean the glass. Um, in today's materialistic world, most, most people spend time and effort concentrating on the surface demands and needs of the brain and body and ignore the mind and soul. Um, and so as a global community, we don't really fully understand. Um, I don't think that. that I kind of lost my point. That, that system is by design. You know, they keep, they keep people in a state of constant panic. Yes. So that yeah. they can't get get you know to even the fourth you know the third level let alone the fourth level of yes and so it's important for a group like us to be out there why we're hidden is that way those people who are trying to create problems we're not affected by that and that we can continue to be here and operate and so yeah kind of what you're saying is and what i'm saying is learning how to dodge that bullshit and continue to grow and um do well I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on getting out of my rat race currently. Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> honestly, that's a really good point. And I really think that that rat race. Making um, it a portion of my life, you know, like just what I need and um, yeah. little time. <laughs> I think whenever you reach that in the rat race is over, um, it's when that rat race is over that you're really able to grow the most because that's when you're able to, you have the full story in front of you and interpret. And mm -hmm. so I guess for me, the outsider's guide to the mind, body, and soul is that no matter what situation you're in, um, even if you're not the outsider, you can still recognize um, that situational awareness. And so long as you accept the light and love and be kind and are able, are able to forgive you will grow and you will grow the overall consciousness of the world by promoting that. And um, I think, yes, yeah. I agree. I think speaking, thinking things into existence and then speaking them into existence. And then, you know, ultimately it becomes action um, yeah. in the world. And you're, you know, and when, when those three align, you're going to be a very, very happy person. Yeah. So what we tend to see as part of that problem is that um, speaking things into existence is labeled narrative therapy, um, action, cognitive behavioral therapy. And then there's also Zen therapy, being able to do nothing. And that, that's one that we often forget is that sometimes, even with everything, there's nothing that you need to do in order to progress. And I think... Um, Personally, that's something that happens a lot for me is I forget to do nothing and instead do something hasty, pretty much. Um, so 
Yeah, I guess that's about it. I'm not really sure how to wrap that up. No, let's um, wrap it up with any other comments. Just questions. Be kind, yeah. I'll take some questions. Yeah, for sure. What's up? Can you explain what an Enneagram is? An Enneagram is this chart um, that you will you can take a test and it will give you certain questions that based on your response uh, along like a spectrum, you know, um, once you're done with that test, it will give you this estimate of where you fall on this chart. Um, and the chart deals, it's sort of like a circle around a triangle. And um, the top is like the body. Uh, this corner is like mind and this side is image. And whatever is your largest obstacle, basically, um, tends to be where you fall on. And so for someone like me, I'm a type two, which is like very much a helper service type character. Um, this makes sense because I grew up as a Christian, which focuses a lot on being a servant unto others, um, and as well as the fact that I have actual imaging issues makes sense that I would fall on a place like that. And um, so an Enneagram is a great test to help you understand where your roots are coming from and get to know yourself a little bit better. I also am like a pretty big um, firm believer in like Vedic astrology. I think like Western astrology is pretty great, but Vedic astrology is actually very um, scientifically accurate and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think Zodiac stuff is also great to know for yourself. So I guess the lesson is get to know yourself. And be kind and be forgiving for the problems that you have. Because I problem, I, I mean, I promise you, you guys are all probably pretty good people at heart. And uh, that's it for me. I have one more question. Is the Enneagram based on your star chart or whatever? Is it? No, no. It's, um, I mean, you could kind of say that there's correlation, obviously. Um, oh. But it's really just and it's questions about like situations and things like that. It's your it's your situational awareness pretty much, and um, dealing with that sensory overload, the interference that we kind of talked on and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Any other questions? I have an observation that I would like to share. Good. Um, actually, um, so with our synchronicities and stuff and the numbers, I just wanted to say like today is um, the twenty second, which is the master number of uh, teacher teaching and stuff master teacher number. Also, we have Crystal with her master number being 22 as well. Um, the album of pictures that I used um, to explain the my hey, experiences I'm also has number 22. 22. But like also, uh, when you said you were 22, Vince, um, yeah. it actually sparked my attention because I'm like, wow, like you're alive. Yeah, I knew it, it was so. going to catch someone's attention. <laughs> so you're pretty cool yeah, for catching and it's, that. And yeah. it's, really, it's really cool that like you were explaining basically our manifestations of like um, neurodiverse reaching that community. Um, you you sp basically explained that where I see with what you're talking about really resonates on our frequencies and stuff. It's just like another manifestation of ours just coming to fruition. It's like that's what I see it as. So it's pretty sure, cool sure. with all the numbers. Just, an, um, just an, as an example, just to show yeah. like <laughs> how the numbers work for us. Sweet. Thank you. Um, any other questions? Also, I also really like how you are speaking about like non-being, you know, like kind of realizing that we are not just like a cloud in the sky. We are, we are, you know, the sky itself. And, you know, any thought that we have, the narratives we tell ourselves, like, you know, any words we can tell ourselves, like it's ultimately not like the most 
like whole version of us, it's the sky or it could be the raindrop or it could be mm-hmm. the flower that the raindrops ends up, you know, watering up. But when the flower becomes, you know, a flower, it doesn't realize it's actually the sky. Like it's much greater than, you know, it, it initially thought it yeah. was, but it's also the other things coming together. And I, I really just like, I feel like you have a really holistic perspective, you know, who we actually are and understanding that all of this stuff that you need to do, honestly, even like this is going to sound harsh to some people, but like this is, and I'm not even sure how I like, you know, feel about this, but even mental illness, like I thought I had depression, but then I realized it's a label and it's just like, you know, an identity issue. Like if I knew my yeah. identity, everything would be fine. Like it, I would literally, if I knew my identity well, I would literally be Jesus. But like, you know, we all have identity crisis and, it, but, but it's the solution that, you know, we can, we can, we can do like a whack-a-mole of game with, you know, the symptoms in terms of like trying to, you know, get the thoughts to a level that we want to, or we can like remember who we are, not even like create who we are. All we just have to do is remember and realize that all of this is like, has been a game that the mind has been telling itself. And we've become so invested in it that we become, we became attached to the stories. There's a difference between like being connected to the story and being attached to the story and become attached to the stories about ourselves, our ego, our illness, our like, you know, where our life is, you know, how our beliefs are holding us back or how, you know, there's, you know, you know, like I, I, I have a theory, like, you know, when I was in the collective, um, you know, back in February, um, it was like a big awakening for me. I was shown that everyone is autistic. Like that's just my first, Oh, his robot. I agree with me on that, but I was just shown that, like, we are, we are autistic because, like, you know, our God is autistic. That's what, like, you know, the God I was interacting that took me for the journey. He was completely autistic. I'm like, okay, but DSM too. You know, like, that's only a concept, and it's a very flawed concept, and it's only a symbol for something else. And I'm not saying that everyone here is autistic, by the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying yeah, that sure. the statement itself has like a hidden meaning be- behind it, underneath it, that there's a lot of truth if someone actually like looks into it because it explains the human condition pretty well and it also explains that you know the reason why we tell these narratives is because our ego is wounded wounded right like you know the society has been armed in a way to wound the ego to turn it against itself because the ego is actually god that's like but and then uh, that's it, it, it a lot of people don't see the value in that because society has been telling us like the ego is something that we should be suppressing and it's something that's always going to be there but it's an undesirable part but that's just narrative that the ego has been telling itself, that we've been meant to tell ourselves. And as a result, the ego has become very wounded and it acts like a wounded animal out of fear. But when we remember who we are, that fear goes away and we become aware of our real being and who we are. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of like what you are essentially saying from a different perspective. And that's why I love these kinds of, you know, meetings, because we can say these very deep truths like we can just like point at it, you know, we are, words are only symbols, right? But we can use yes. symbols that, you know, resonate with different people. And we are just like all talking about exactly the same thing here, essentially the entire time, but completely different perspectives. But at the same time, they are the same perspective because we are ultimately, you know, all one, but it wouldn't be just fun to have one person. Yeah, so we decided yeah. To interestingly, kind of we split kinda, personalities. You um, know? <laughs> yeah, we kind of refer to based on like technology and based on where we are at now, being able to talk about something that you have different words for, to me is sort of like being able to talk about like the eternal Tao or to people talk about who God is. It's really just talking about the stuff that we're unaware of, you know, the symbols, the things that 
cloud us and those sorts of things and understand that they exist in so many layers and at so much different depths. Um, another really interesting point you talked about, like, because, like, I think you, sorry to interrupt, but, like, you know, before I forget, like, you know, you could at some point talk more about the symbols that, like, distract us, like, where those symbols come from and, you know, like, what the meaning is and how can we make them not distract us, because I think that's very important for us to, you know, I can kind of basically say that the lesson, everything in moderation, basically kind of takes care of that for you, because you have to accept that anything whether it's good or bad or the ugly truth can cloud you of your interference. And, and the fact is, is that if you want to be whole, there are times where you have to clear all of it, you know? And so the symbols is, is it can stem from anywhere. And um, when you have it for too long, that's when some, something can begin to decay or rot. And so it's important that we have that lesson, everything in moderation. Um, you kind of talked a little bit about like ego um, there's a really interesting chart for like psychology where it's like an iceberg and it has like the ego, the id and the super ego, as well as like the sun and are like different levels of consciousness. It's a really great chart to get an idea of kind of what our brain looks like as an, an analogy. And, um, ultimately I feel like a lot of these lessons and things that, you know, these archaic things are um, a lot of times just great analogies um, for how we function as the human uh, the, the human condition and the fact is is that we're not able to permanently exist in that fourth dimension but we can exist in it so long as we you know follow the eightfold path or whatever and um, understand that we things are temporary and we fall in and out of it and that you need to forgive yourself of when you fall out of it and then you won't hit rock bottoms so hard and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Are there any other questions, any other points or anything? I really like this discussion. I don't really get to talk to people about this yeah. kind of stuff, you know? I mean, especially with quarantine, I guess none of us really get to. I can say that your theory of mind and living and alignments, yeah. I had hit rock bottom, and especially in neurodiverse uh, individuals uh, who have trauma, we get very cognitive distortions, black and white yeah. realities, all or nothing. And we get an emotion, and all of a sudden it triggers every single connection to that emotion in our whole life, and we become multi-dimensional at once. Yes. And if it's been an unpleasant experience, our emotions take all the emotions from every single experience into this moment. And neurodiverse individuals struggle with filtering that and being able to manage our vibration with individuals under the neurotypical umbrella, which tend to not have that extra interference or even clarity that we have. You know, they're happy mm -hmm. with yeah. a hamburger and we are wondering, did that cow get taken care of? Yes. Are we yeah, I'm, I'm a vegan. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly, exactly what you mean. We, we yes. can't not. And so we have to call, we have to narrow down in a weird way to feel comfortable within our creative chaos to communicate with someone else outside of us. And that's what we're doing. We're building these bridges of awareness because we don't talk to each other in our physical realities because most people on the spectrum, especially our autism diagnosis is like one in 50 now, which is a lot smaller than it was yes. at one in yeah, 167. Right. Women not really represented, older diagnosis coming through. It's the critical mass of awareness now that we're all kind of going, hey, are you like me? 
Okay, maybe, but enough we can talk. Oh, maybe I'm more like me than I realize. And that, that comfort makes that kind of like heaven on earth. We're all partying, yes. wearing our VR headsets. Some of I us are seeing 100%. life through heaven. Some are still still in trauma. And Having a support trauma. system, you know? Like, yeah. number, your number is 333, Vince. And then my yeah. the number three literally summarizes my whole spiritual awakening. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. And the fact is, is that it's really rooted in a lot of natural science and things like that. Um, I would highly recommend to look up the Trivedi effect because that's very much what I would consider as that spiritual awakening. And, and the fact is, it's, it's literally so powerful and beautiful that you can really, um, you can throw the book away and you can start writing uh, with the pen and a new one, basically. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the fact is, is, is that when you're able to um, forgive your ego and things like that, you can reach down to your id and you can pull that out and you too can work together as your superego now. And that's when your brain works in harmony. Um, so yeah, I really loved being able to talk to you guys today. It, it's really nice. So um, yeah, that's it for me, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just read some comments just, and then that way we can move on to Guan Yu's topic and I'm going to cut off the, get the break after Guan Yu's topic. And then everyone can relax, get some whatever it is need. And then we'll go into random QA. And that's gonna be a separate time frame. If you guys have to go which day, you guys can stay for the QA or random discussions we have afterwards. Uh, awesome. just just a second, I got a comment. It would be really nice to see you guys in the uh the chat sometimes. So we have a text chat in our Discord, so some people or gen general chat as well too. So if you guys are willing just yeah, that's what he's he's trying to mention. He's 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 on there a lot. <laughs> Or try to have like you know voice chats like once or twice a week or something, just like for not you know you can join or not join. Like I feel like that may be easier way of communication because a lot of, lot of you know gets lost in translation on voice chat. Like I like voice chat and it's there for you know a lot of people. But if you just try to do like you know twice a week kinds of calls like this, you know maybe it's gonna be two or three people. Okay. Sometimes maybe it's gonna be ten. That would be yeah. really cool if you guys wanted to do it. Yeah, the only people that's yeah. I agree that voice chat's probably better than the text chat because. Yeah, a lot of things can be lost in text chat because text chat leaves out a lot of tone and context and problems can there. Pro yeah, exactly. Problems can usually ensue in text chat um, and arguments and whatnot. So I think voice chat's probably better for a lot of people. Right. I got some comments for you, Vince, from the YouTube. Uh, it says that hit home what he said to what he said about doing nothing when referencing the Zen part. And then for you, Goldfish, someone said, all A-W-E-tastic, tastic, all tastic. Then um, Brennan said, love and forgive by ego and by shadow. So, Perfect. All right. So, Guan Yu, whenever you're ready, floor is yours. I just want to say, oh, I'm, I have oh. to go, but I just want to say it was really nice to meet all of y'all and thank awesome. y'all for having me. And yep. I hope to see y'all again. Bye. Bye. Take care. See you later, Golden Palace. Thank you. All right, go ahead, go on you. Uh, before I go, did Storyteller ever uh, say anything? He never replied back to me, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. The all, all right. testing. <laughs>
Um, well, something I wanted to go into, uh, mainly I actually didn't prepare a topic today because I wasn't really going to speak today. But after hearing all you guys talk about the um, uh, earlier, the acoustic records and the light realm, it really, uh, I don't know, and then motivated me. It motivated me to uh, speak today. Uh, so something I want to talk about is um, recently, um, well, actually just day before yesterday, um, I went to this plane. Actually, I should probably start over with the introduction of who I am. Sorry. Um, stringing this together. So uh, some of you may know me. Um, I'm here a lot. My main thing is astral projection and chi manipulation, chi healing, et cetera. Uh, I've been astral projecting for two years now, I think. It's been two years. Uh, anyway, uh, that's a quick introduction. So uh, day before yesterday, uh, I went to this place that I call the bridge plane because it's sort of like a um, weird plane between here and the afterlife where you can uh, meet some people or beings who sort of project down from the afterlife. Uh, uh, either way, moving into it, day before yesterday, I met somebody who I didn't know. It was this um, lady who, uh, overweight, she looked a lot like a weird combination of my mother and my grandmother, and she um, uh, she was really talkative. She talked to me a lot about stuff, um, uh, primarily about uh, bacon sandwiches which i personally don't like bacon and i thought the bacon sandwiches that she showed me looked disgusting but that's besides the point the side comment um anyway so i realized that she was a deceased person not a not a um uh not a uh nature spirit entity or anything like that and so what i asked her was um i asked her something that you know i just wanted to know say uh can you tell me what is it like to die what is it like to die and what's the afterlife like because I had heard of the afterlife before from other um, entities who had told me that by my definition, that's very important, that's the words they use, it would be on the, um, it would be one to two planes higher than the bridge plane by my definition. Um, so uh, I asked her what it was like and what she did, um, I'm really sure some of you are aware, she did energy communication with me, which is something that entities do because verbal and written language is garbage. I won't say garbage, but it's it's not as good as energy communication. So um skipping into it. So she gave me a very good idea of what it was like to uh to die. And it, it was not fun. I'll just say that. Um yeah, it was definitely uh not fun. It felt kind of like falling, but not falling, uh both physically and mentally and spiritually. It was weird to explain. I guess that's why she did the energy communication because even now describing is difficult, but more importantly, um, I was shown first, I was shown this place that I've come to think is the underworld. Um, that was the, uh, first thing I was shown. And it, it was kind of, it was kind of like being in a, um, in a place where, uh, it just, it, it just felt dark, depressing. And the best thing I can, the best word I can use to describe it was abandonment almost felt really um really not not a fun place to be uh and there were a lot of people there a lot of what i think are deceased people not sure um who were oh god my glasses i gotta get new glasses don't judge my glasses uh because of covid i haven't been able to get new glasses really should get some i could have gotten last month anyway that's besides the point going off topic okay so um where was i oh yeah after that um, she then showed me what I like to call the light plane. 
Um, and the whole reason why I'm talking about this, because the light playing sounded very similar to how I heard a lot of you describe the Akashic records. Um, on the light plane, it was like, it was a very bright place. Almost like light was everywhere, but I could still sort of judge distance. It's very hard to explain. It was very hard for me to even wrap my head around right now. And it um, it's almost like everything felt connected um, there. Like it, there were, it, it's like everyone was technically light and I was also light. And I was connected to everything and everyone there. It's a very weird feeling to describe that I've never felt before. Um, and I think that is very similar to the Akashic Records. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, it, I know one thing I felt there was overloading. It felt kind of overwhelming for me. Uh, so I immediately kind of wanted to go back as soon as I went there <laughs> um, because it just felt really spiritually and physically just yeah, just this feel of overwhelm, overwhelmingness. I can't really explain it. Um, and so after that, I ended up back on the fourth plane um, and we had a very nice conversation. Uh, she still kept trying to get me to try bacon sandwiches, although it, it looked really, it looked really, uh, well, I guess you guys might like it. It looked disgusting to me. I, I don't really like bacon. She kept trying to get me to try that. We had a very nice discussion and she told me that she'd be willing to talk to me more if I came back and even take me to one of those two locations if I wanted to go there again. So that was nice. And um, when I ended the projection, uh, this was uh, day before yesterday, um, I just, because she resembled my mother and my grandmother so much, I asked my mother about her and um oh also she said her name was paula that's another key thing paula and it turns out that i have a, a great great grandmother named pauline who uh was half white and because my mother looks very light-skinned she often gets confused with being uh somewhat latino <laughs> anyway uh i have a great great grandmother named pauline who was overweight known for loving food a lot uh <laughs> and um looked a lot like my both my mother and my grandmother and so that I just found, oh, so wow. So, and, and I just, I truly believe I, I had an awesome conversation with her. And so uh, fast forward to uh, yesterday or last night, I should say, or rather this morning, because I only got like four hours of sleep. Anyway, I, I was doing something. But anyway, back to this. I went there again to uh, to speak with her and I was like, hey, are you, are you my great, great grandmother? Um, and she was like, well, I don't know. I just know I'm related to you. Um, so I found that very interesting. So she knew that we were related, but she didn't know how related we were. And, um, the thing, uh, I asked her, uh, I want to go back specifically to that underworld place, um, because I wanted to investigate it some more, um, see, I mean, what it, what it's kind of like. Um, and she told me that it's not a good time right now. And, you know, I, I didn't understand what that meant. So I asked, well, why isn't it a good time to go there? What, what do you mean? Not a not a good time right now. Uh, and she said, there are people there that don't like that I brought you there. And so I found that weird. Um, and it looked like she really didn't want to talk about it anymore. So I said, OK, that's fine. Uh, you know, well, it was nice talking to you. And I, I kind of left. Um, and uh, some other stuff that happened, but it's unrelated to it's unrelated to this. But that, that was my whole take on it. So I think that light plane that I went to may have been either close to the Akashic Records or possibly the Akashic Records itself or the plane that it's on or something like that. I just remember it being very, very, very overwhelming. And I think maybe I have to have some serious 
conditioning or something just to be able to stay there for longer than 10 seconds because I was there for, I think, seven seconds and it just, just an overload. So um, now that's, that's all I wanted to say. So uh, I guess I'm open to comments, questions, et cetera. Go. Whoever has questions. How did, how did you first start astral projecting? Cause like a week ago, I literally saw your video on astral projection and it's cool that I'm like seeing you here now. So I wonder like how, how did you start like getting into that, realizing that you can do that or something? Um, that was an interesting story. I kind of, well, as you can tell, my skin is a little different and I wasn't born this way. I used to have normal skin. I had, um, about two years ago, I developed, or actually it was three years ago, I developed a, an autoimmune disorder. It was a mast cell disorder that causes basophilia. Uh, that's anyway. Um, uh, so essentially I was left with the, um, I was left with the prospect of being in either a bed or a wheelchair for the rest of my life with limbs swollen and feeling that basically I was suicidal at that time. And the doctors, the medicine, it, it didn't help. They told me, you know, uh, pretty much you're going to live the rest of your life dependent on a caretaker and whatnot. And I didn't want to live that life. Uh, and so I basically sort of made a path for myself that I'm either going to learn how to heal myself whatever way I can, or I'm going to commit suicide. Uh, multiple suicide attempts later and some very risky shit to sort of force spiritual awakening, as you call it, that I would not recommend anybody else try. Um, I ended up learning uh, soul dislocation, chi uh, uh, healing, uh, and then astral projection. And that's kind of where I am now. And uh, I basically ditched the medicine and I'm perfectly healthy, functioning, work two and a half jobs and lift weights regularly. I'm feeling healthy as, healthy as hell, basically. So my doctors were like, well, well uh, that's, you know, that's, that's great and whatnot. And they were basically confused. I said, okay, well, that, that's good. I think I have it. I'm going to be my own doctor from now on. I, I'm, I'm good. And so us thing. Um, so I basically healed myself and that's how I learned astral projection. I kind of had a learner swim moment of either learn this and be, be the person I want to be or don't be anybody at all. Uh, so that, that's kind of my whole backstory. That's my tragic backstory. How come we all have tragic backstories? Okay. That's a, I know uh, me too. Right before my spiritual awakening, I was very suicidal because of what my mom did to me. And then I healed myself with shrooms and then everything was just positive coming out of that. So I'm really glad to hear that you came out of that and have these positive things happening to you. Oh, thanks. Anybody else got any um, questions, comments, et cetera? Specifically, I'd like to know if you guys also had any experiences with the light plane, because that one interests me, although not interested to go back because it just it feels too overwhelming. But has anybody else here like gone there, experienced that? I'm just curious. Yeah, that would be me. Um, hi, everyone. Um, so what I described there was, I think I was on the same like bridge plane where you where you said that everything was light, but like for me it was just like everything was white, but you couldn't see anything else. It was like there were like invisible floors or invisible walls, but there was nothing else. It was just literally white, and I was there. Well, to cut to long story short, I, well, I used to do a lot of um, so-called missions 
in the in the astral planes. So um, I was there with a couple of other astral projectors, so to say. Um, we we're trying to prevent an entity to enter, um, well, not the underworld, but a sort of a, a heaven plane. Now, I know that a lot of people don't like the, the heaven term, but, you know, what you call um, an afterlife. Um, so um, that was literally me there, seeing everything around me being just white, and we were trying to stop the so-called entity to enter that, that bridge there, and we succeeded. So, yeah, that would, that would be all. <laughs> Well, I'm very fascinated that that sounds. Um, well, while you were there, what did what did it what did it feel like for you? I'm just curious. Um, I was used to it somehow because that's what I used to do with everyone, like on each on on each of my missions. So for me, it was like just a normal normal day, like my I don't know my myself. I was pretty pretty comfortable in there, so. That is so I, I couldn't be in there for longer than uh, I, I think maybe now if I go back 15 seconds max. I, I don't you you sure you didn't feel like overwhelmed? <laughs> maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just, no, uh, I'm no, not at all. I mean, my I don't know, my conscious self in when I'm on a whatever astral plane I am in, um, it's quite different from myself. It's more like uh, it kind of knows it belongs there, so I don't panic. I don't feel all the emotion I feel while I'm in my human form, if that makes sense. Ah, I think maybe you didn't. Um, I, I have a question about that. So um, when you astral project, would you describe it as your soul leaving your body or making an ener energy manifestation to go there? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I was going to say, because maybe you did a soul dislocation, because maybe that, that'd be better. I don't know. I have no idea, you know. I'm I'm new to this, so. I... All right, I'm going to end this and then start the Q and A, if that's okay with everyone. Uh, before I end it, I want to put in a few things. Um, you guys are all brought here for a reason. Um, I can't do this by myself. I need all your guys' help to find those that resonate with our vision and with our community and you can bring them to me or our knights and then we can talk to them and see if they're they really want to join the order so i really need your guys help because i'm just one person yeah, there's like no central leadership here really like we don't okay, want that to be the I case at all. so <laughs> everyone is just as important you know, part of the puzzle as anyone else here. So you guys are just as crucial as, you know, Victor or me or, you know, Guan or any, anyone, literally. So, I mean, I'm so glad to be able to have these kinds of discussions. And um, honestly, like, I mean, I can, I can only speak myself here, but since I'm a knight, I can kind of do my own thing. That's the beautiful thing about knights. Like, I can just, like, be as distracted with other things or be as active participant as I want to. Or, you know, knights can just do their own thing here. And, like, since I'm a knight, I feel like I can just make you guys, like, be capable of inviting other people to the organization if you want to. Because all of you seem to have, you know, just common sense and be filled with light. So if you resonate, you know, with other people that are filled with light and you think that they're going to be invited here, you know, honestly, it's 
you can send them invitations and it's up to them if they want to join or not but the invitation process it's pretty simple on reddit so like we can like we can let's talk about it more later like let's on a reddit channel here on like on on discord post your like reddit names and i'll get in touch with you there on reddit or we can i can make a big group conversation there afterwards um but yeah post your reddit name if you want to actually be able to like invite people um that would be good fit for the organization because this is you guys are just as you know high ranking as any like me or you know victor here like there's no ranks it's all part of the illusion like this is that's why it's called order the hidden because so much of this stuff is hidden from us we don't even know you know what this reality is like or our own lives we don't even know who we are we have theories but that's not that's not what it's about so it's all part of the illusion so these ranks like they are cool and they have uses but they are only tools so if you guys want to have ranks and stuff like i, I mean again i can only speak for myself just if you, if you think that's going to be a useful tool for you, awesome. Like, you can totally have one. If you want to be inviting people, awesome. If you just want to be lurking around as long as, you know, you feel needed to, awesome. Like, it's it's all about you guys and us. Like, that's why we created this place so that it can feel like home. Because we don't, none of us really have, like, a, I don't know, just a home that really resonates with us. Like, if you guys... Hey, I'm do, not homeless. What the hell? I take that back. I take that back because it's like, you know, for those of you who have like an individualized soul, you've made it, right? Like that's a point of our existence down here. But those of us who haven't found that place, it's having, you know, people support you, like having those mirrors that are not smeared shit or broken, but like actual pretty accurate representation of the universe itself. Like having those mirrors, you know, as people around us is so invaluable. So thank you guys for you know, just like come here because I mean, it, it's so nice to be able to hear all of the voices come together and us like creating something just that goes beyond what we know. It's hidden from us right yeah, dude. now. So it, that, that's a beautiful amazing. part. Like we can make it whatever we want in our minds and all of us have different theories about it, but it keeps growing. It's like an idea that can't be stopped. And that's why we think this is really going to be taking off because it, it, it's just it's something that really resonates with us because it's we just don't have these kinds of connections this is all about connections not attachment we are creating connections between people like have this it maybe it'll become like i don't know like you know how social media wasn't a thing back in 2000 maybe it is gonna be like you know not even evolution of social media but just like you know a new thing that didn't exist before like in terms of connecting people i have no idea it might be something that goes beyond realms it might be something that has existed for years but we haven't been you know aware of it because that's something that was hidden from us for time being and clearly we were immature as fuck you know a few years ago most of us still probably are i mean just speaking for myself so there's a reason why all of this information is hidden from us because we are you know not ready for it it only can be revealed to us piece by piece because if it was given to us all, you know, right away, we would it would we would just spoil the information. It wouldn't be valuable to us because the words are only, you know, symbols and tools. So it, it's only it, this is this is what we want to make it, guys. Like this is this could be it, but perhaps not. Perhaps I mean, who knows? Like you know, I have no expectations here. Like I have hopes and you know, like I have my own visions what it could potentially become. But you know, this really could be something that's going to be creating, you know, dozens and dozens of like life lasting, just like lifelong friendships and a lot more, you know, just like sharing information, 
so again like i'm gonna give you guys the floor but thank you for being here this has been absolutely fantastic and really look forward to you know getting to know a lot of you guys awesome so hope you guys got something out of this um i hope to see 20 more people join plus so probably 40 people um looks like our discord max is 25 but we, we have a YouTube now. We're going to start streaming there as well. And I will let the moderators choose the winner. And they get $25. And we will contact you for the person that's uh, whatever the moderators have chosen. Based on the criteria we have decided on who presented the material. And then on the next one, we're going to be raising our prize. or just It's more of an incentive. It's not really anything. We're going to be raising it to $40. So... The next presenter, if the moderators, the judges, which are the who are the moderators are the judges, so they will choose the next winner, and they will get forty dollars on on the next seminar. So, good luck on that moderators choosing the winner for this one. Um, I would like everyone to go take take a break. If you guys have to leave, you can. Oh shit! Uh, before before I oh, yeah. uh, I gotta go feed my dogs real quick before I go. I just wanted to say that um, we'll be deciding. Wait, did you say that already? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the women will be signed the winner. Yeah. So once you guys, oh, yeah. once once the monitors have decided the winner, you let me know, and I'll contact the person that won twenty five dollars, and I'll get the PayPal information. I just want to say we'll we'll select we'll select the winner. Yeah, we'll select the winner by tomorrow night. Yeah. You want to make you aware of like when we just it's just a little incentive it's not really taken yeah. if you don't want to take the money you don't have to you can just tell us and oh we'll... you don't want to take the money you can tell me right now. yeah so <laughs> god damn it and then let's see what else and then yeah that should be it i'm gonna i'm gonna end the stream and move on to q a and random chat about this stuff because i'm sure a lot of you guys have lots of thoughts about it and or and then you guys are free to go. All right, not everyone. Yeah, whoever. I think we had a very good uh, seminar. Yeah, that was a lot more people than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Really good. <laughs>